0: got another thing coming by Judas Priest from way back in 1985. Yeah, this is the type of stuff I listened to back then in junior high school. And now I'm forcing it upon you on my radio show because I can pick the music. Because nobody else is here. I pick the music anyway even when someone else is here. But, um, you know, one mistake I've made during our program since we started here on Poker Fraud Alert is that I've called it my show when it's actually mine and Brandon's show. And originally mine, Brandon's and Val's show. But... For the last month, it really has been my show, because Brandon has not been here. And it is still called the Druff and Drexel Show, and it will be called that until Brandon officially leaves, and I hope that day does not come. Brandon has not officially left the building. He is on hiatus. I hope he returns soon. I don't have a date for when he'll be back, but I do hope it will be soon, and I just want to promise everybody here that there's no cover-up going on. Me and Brandon are not fighting. We're still friends. We, We still talk. Uh, He's just not ready to come back to radio For reasons that uh, I I don't care to discuss on the air Because it's his business But I do hope he comes back And uh, there's a fair chance he'll come back There's also some chance he won't And if he doesn't, then we'll see what to do from that point But tonight, I'm flying solo Uh, I asked if anyone wanted to volunteer to co-host And I didn't get any volunteers, and that's fine So tonight, I will do this one by myself And uh, I will take calls, the phone numbers tonight, the same ones as always, 775 fraud 55 775-372-8355. Make sure to show your caller ID when you call me, or otherwise you won't get through. You can also call me in a different phone number, in the 702 area, but it's not a Vegas phone number. Almost all phone numbers in 702 are in Vegas or the city next door, Henderson. But... This phone number is in neither place. This phone number is on the top of Mount Charleston, a mountain hanging over Las Vegas that has snow on it that you can ski on. Mount Charleston's phone number, 702-430-1808. That will also directly ring right into this radio show. You have to show your caller ID on that one, too. 702-430-1808. Want to announce our free roll tonight, as we have just about every week here. We've given away more money on this radio show than any other poker podcast in the past year, by far. So, if you want free money, and when I say free money, I really mean free money, not free chips on a poker site that nobody cares about or that you can't get your money off. I'm talking about free money I'll send you on PayPal or some other way. That's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room which you can find near the top of the page on PokerFraudAlert.com. It starts at 7.40 Pacific time, 18 minutes from right now. $61 prize pool. Doesn't sound that much, but it's not that big of a player pool. You're not going to be competing against that many, many people. So uh, it's it's definitely a decent chance to win a little bit of money. $61 prize pool, I'd like to thank C-Money for $50, which he frequently gives. This guy has been very, very generous to the site. And PLOL, another longtime user of this site, gave $11. And there's a reason for $11. It's 1% of the money he rolled poker stars for. Yes, for once, a player has rolled an online poker room, and not the other way around. That hardly ever happens, but it did happen. We're going to talk about that tonight. But in honor of what he did, he's giving 1% of his proceeds back to this community. $11. Now you may ask, how dare you take stolen money on a site called PokerFraudAlert.com and put it into a free roll? I'll explain why. I'll explain why I don't mind taking that 11 bucks, And I'll explain uh, how I feel about PLOL rolling PokerStars for $1,100. bucks. that will come a little bit later in the show. So here's the agenda tonight. And I know somebody tried to call in as I was giving my uh, little opening mon- monologue. I will tell you when the phones are open. Uh, If I'm in the middle of something, I probably won't take a call, but uh, I will give you guys plenty of a chance to call me tonight. The agenda tonight is as follows. Uh, We only have one thing that is hard scheduled, meaning it has to be at a certain time. Pokerati Dan, remember him from a show that I used to do? I, I had some partners. One of them was actually Brandon, and one of them was somebody else, and it was on a different site, and... Pokerati Dan came on the show And would talk about uh, Usually like legal issues surrounding poker Sometimes just general poker news Well uh, he's never been on Poker Fraud Alert Radio before Mainly because uh, I didn't feel comfortable Asking Pokerati Dan to come on this show I I didn't want to make it look like I was copying the previous show That I was part of Because that show still exists I wanted this show to have its own identity However Pokerati Dan approached me And he said he'd like to come on So I said fine Happy to have you. So we're going to have him on at 8 o'clock Pacific Time, about 35 minutes into the show from right now, in case you're listening in the archives. Other things we're going to do this week. Travis Makar of UB. Remember him? He was uh, Russ Hamilton's right-hand man, kind of like the computer assistant for Russ Hamilton. Um, never, It's never really been shown what Travis's role in the cheating was or how much he knew about it. But he definitely knew a lot about Russ Hamilton, about Greg Pearson He had a lot of recordings He had a lot of emails Um, It's not clear how much guilt He had in all this But he's the only one who's come forth And given information and spoken about it So after A long time of dormancy And if you remember The reason he came out was Because, well, because of me On another radio show I used to be part of I prank called Russ Hamilton Under the guise That I was Travis McCar's lawyer And the only reason I said that is I wanted to keep Russ on the phone And I figured that Russ may be afraid to hang up On Travis McCar's lawyer Because uh, he he might figure that Travis knew some stuff about him And if he didn't cooperate That maybe Travis would spill the beans on him So he did actually stay on the phone It was a very funny call But this actually got Travis Who heard about this To call into the show the next week And we had like a 90-minute impromptu interview with him about all this UB stuff, and it really blew the lid open on a lot of stuff going on at UB. The only reason that didn't stay very much in the news was this was in February 2011. What happened two months later? Oh, Black Friday, April 15th, 2011. That dwarfed the Travis McCarr story, and everyone forgot about it. But he still exists, and he came back out. He pretty much vanished a very short time after he appeared But he came back out now For the first time in nearly two years Appeared on Twitter And has been dumping information Mostly information that incriminates Greg Pearson And Mansour Matloubi In the UB cheating We'll talk about that Last week we had Another prank call that has made news It seems like whenever we make a prank call here A lot of times it has repercussions so, much like that Russ Hamilton prank call back on that other show had repercussions that still existed to this day. Last week, I prank called Sorrell Mizzy under the guise of Alvin Finkelstein, who pretended to be Seriously Serious's lawyer, involving a situation where Seriously Serious's website was sold to him by Zach of Quad Jack, Zach Hart, and Seriously Serious claims that Zach actually stole the design from him and sold it to Sorrel without compensating him. So we called Sorrel, and something came out during that call that really kicked off a lot of controversy. And I'll talk about that. I'll talk about the shitstorm that's come about because of that call we made last week. I'm still happy we did it, though. I think we did a good thing. Remember the tournament I talked about at the Poker Stars PCA? The PokerStars Caribbean Adventure? that tournament series they have every year. They had a new gimmick tournament called Zoom Poker, the Zoom Poker tournament there for 1K buy-in. That was a complete mess. It was poorly run, and uh, a lot of players got cheated inadvertently. I have an update on what poker stars decided to do about it. And let me just tell you, I'm not very happy about it. I think they screwed this up big time. Speaking of poker stars, as I mentioned earlier, user PLOL rolled them of $1,100, just like the other day. I will explain how he did it and I will give my opinion about whether or not I feel it's ethical there's one guy who doesn't think it's ethical and that's Shane Schlager who works for PokerStars he's one of their pros and uh, he was very angry on Twitter when he read about this another one of our users is kind of in the news BadGuy23 who's kind of ever present on this show he has a dispute with Bovada he claims they cheated him. He claims that he deposited Western Union and that they claimed the deposit wasn't good only after he won. Now, I intervened on his behalf and talked this uh, kind of pseudo-regulatory board called the OSGA into mediating this. And uh, they ended up finding for, Bo- for Bovada, saying that bad guy was trying to scam and got caught. I'll tell you guys the details. and I'll take calls on that if anybody wants to give their opinion. I'm sure Bad Guy will probably call in and have something to say about that. By the way, we will have a PLOL on the show if uh, I can reach him to talk about uh, the Poker Stars thing. Uh, I want to quickly share information that was given to me by a trusted informant, a first-hand account of a recent cash out from Lock Poker. I think you also just heard me getting email. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I want to share that story with you guys. And you'll hear exactly how a cash-out got processed in October and how that relates to today. And I'll talk a little bit more about Locke and how I feel about that site. I mean, I've mean, i mentioned it many times before, but how I feel it is, the situation is going on right there, right now, and uh, what its future is. In a few words I'll tell you, I think it's bleak. And, you know, if Ken Scaler calls in, he might, because today the Coachella tickets went on sale for the Coachella Music Festival. He probably wants to call and find out some things for me about that. I'm not going to bore the radio with uh, Coachella talk, but uh, that may give Ken a reason to call me. I can't call him because he has no phone. But uh, if he calls in, we'll put him on and just find out what's going on with him. So that's the agenda tonight. And anything else that happens to come up? I'll try to read the chat room, but I, I'll confess here that when I'm running this by myself, it's harder for me to read the chat room because I'm doing everything. I'm running the board of the show, I'm talking, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm just doing everything here, and it's hard to read without getting distracted. But I'll try to glance at it as much as I can. Um, free roll starting in eight minutes. So uh, we do not have late registration there. Make sure to get in. Otherwise, you do not win your share of $61. And by the way, I want to always give this disclaimer. You had to have had a registered account on Poker Fraud Alert by May 21st, 2012. If you want to be eligible for the free money. If you do win the free money, PM me or send me an email, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com. But uh, you have to have a registered account here by May 21st of last year. If you didn't, then send me an email or send me a PM and convince me that you've been listening to this show for at least a month or a show that I was previously part of for at least a month. Convince me that you have been doing so. And I will give you an exception for this and all other free roles we have. So that's starting. And uh, let me see here. Someone saying in the chat, I was driving during my first PFA show, so reading chat is a piece of cake. Well, it is true, I did once do a driving show. I I literally was driving through the desert and doing a radio show from there. But um, I'm not going to do it again. Because uh, I think it's dangerous. (laughs) And I don't think the show's too good either because I can't concentrate on the show fully, and I definitely can't read the chat, and it's definitely hard to run the controls when you're driving. But it was an interesting experiment. That wasn't actually the first PFA show. That was like kind of like a little test show. Uh anyway. Once again the phone number is seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five or seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight before we get going, I want to talk about something that's not on the agenda. And that is, we have a situation going on in our forum. You're probably already aware of what I'm talking about if you read the forum. I know some of you don't read the forum, and that's fine. I know a lot of you are just radio listeners, and that's that's cool. But uh, if you do read the forum, you will see a very lengthy thread. The most active thread we have right now. With a lot of fighting and arguing... And it's all over someone who's running a uh, kind of a staking sort of thing, buy a piece, a BAP, on this site, and people questioning the legitimacy of that and the legitimacy of this person. Now, I'm not going to give my opinion on that whole controversy, but I'll tell you this. I've taken a lot of heat from certain people over the last few days, for allowing the discussion to continue because the person that is uh, kind of being uh, questioned there is a well-liked person in the community it's someone who I like personally and you know it's been difficult for me to read all this stuff that's going on there I will say that there is no conclusion in my opinion either way right now as to what's going on but what I wanted to bring up here is that Poker Fraud Alert is a site where you can always express concern about any kind of fraud-related thing. Even if it turns out you're wrong. If you have a legitimate concern, I don't mean some stupid rumor, I don't mean like if if you hear from some third party when you're playing at Commerce that some other guy stole 20 k from some other guy, but that's all you know and you have no details. I'm not saying come out and accuse the person of stealing 20 k just based on some stupid third-hand account with no details. But... If you have legitimate questions for someone, anyone in our community or not in our community, then you should ask these questions. You should bring it out. These things are worthy of discussion, whether it's about someone we don't know, whether it's about an acquaintance, but not really on our site, whether it's uh, about a famous pro, whether it's about me, whether it's about one of my friends. I don't care. If you have a legitimate concern about something of this nature a scam, a potential scam, something that isn't what it seems, something that a story that has holes in it that has the ramifications of people losing money. Definitely bring it up. I will always allow this discussion on my site, even if I'm the subject. Now I don't feel I'll ever be the subject, because as you guys know, I, I'm always very honest, you know, with with money and all that, I, I never rip anyone off. When I run my little once-a-year World Series, uh, uh, when I sell pieces of that, I'm always very upfront, and it's impossible for me to cheat anyone, really, because you can see every event I play and what my results are. <laughs> so, but But anyway, even if it was not possible to see this, you could question me. I mean, you could question me. You can question anybody else, whether I like them or dislike them. You can question anyone. It's important that this dialogue exists. That's the whole point of Poker Fraud Alert. Do you guys remember when Mason Malmuth and the rest of the 2 Plus 2 mods censored the discussion initially of the Stocks Trader collusion and multi accounting scandal on PokerStars? Do you remember that? People brought out the evidence and it was being deleted. They were trying to cover it up because Stocks Trader was one of Mason Malmuth's authors for 2 Plus 2 Publishing. So they didn't want the story to get out. Usually Mason's happy to have all these scam-related stories on 2 Plus 2. I'm not saying Mason likes scammers. He doesn't. But this was one of his authors, and uh, he and people close to him had a reason to keep the lid on that one. So they kept trying to censor it on 2 Plus 2 until finally the story got so big they couldn't keep a lid on it anymore, and they had to let it out. But I remember when that happened, the site I was involved with at the time, I made sure that we pressed that one hard because 2 plus 2 was not letting the discussion come out I don't ever want to be like that I don't ever want to cover up situations or accusations because I like the person being accused because the person being accused uh, has ever had an association with me in some way I always want people to be able to come out with what they feel is wrong with what they feel is worthy of investigation and suspicion and even if they turn out to be wrong, I want people to have the right to do that on this site. So Some people have told me they're disappointed in me this week. That, uh, that they've thrown out a lot of unflattering language. Not Not everybody, but certain people have thrown out a lot of unflattering language about me for allowing this discussion to occur. I will always allow scam-related discussion to occur unless it's completely off-base or completely, completely, like out-of-left-field speculative without anything backing it up. But if anyone has even semi-legitimate questions for somebody else, then yes, I will always allow it. That's what the site's all about. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, uh, I'm going to move on to the regular subject, but I, I just wanted to get that out because I knew, I knew if I didn't get this out that the whole chat room is saying, what about that, what about that, are you going to talk about that, we are going to talk about it? We're not going to have a discussion of it yet. Maybe we will have a discussion in the future when this turns out either way. If it turns out that the whole thing was all smoke and no fire, or if it turns out that the accusers were right. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Right now, I don't feel we're at the stage where we can talk about it, but uh, I I will say that I'm going to allow the discussion of it on the forum. If you want to see what I'm talking about, just go over to the Flying Stupidity forum and you'll see a very long thread, and that's what I'm talking about. So, let us move on to the actual agenda. By the way, 7.40, so I believe if you are not in the free roll yet, you're not going to be in the free roll. But good luck to those who have joined it. I'm going to talk first about uh, the prank call that we made last week to Sorrel Mezzi. Now, what happened was, uh, seriously serious, who has co-hosted the, the show with me several times, including last week, came to me privately and said that he got ripped off by Zach, a.k.a. the Snake in the Grass of Quad Jacks. And we call him the Snake in the Grass because he's done a lot of Snake in the Grass type things to us. Uh, really, on our previous radio show, he hasn't done anything directly to Poker Fraud Alert, but he did some things to the previous radio show that I was part of that, that were definitely very unethical and, and pointless. Like we were We were friendly with him. There's no reason to do these things. We were not enemies. So since then, we've called them the snake in the grass. And uh, I got a report from Seriously Serious, who was once uh, kind of a a business partner of his. Uh, Lived with him, did a lot of free work for Quad Jacks. That uh, basically, Zach had taken a design Seriously Serious made for Sorrell Mizzy's website that they were going to sell to Sorrell. Seriously, Sirius was told that they were selling it to him for a thousand dollars, and you know he and Zach were going to split the thousand. Zach was kind of like the salesman; seriously was like the guy doing the work. Uh, but seriously, serious kind of parted ways with Zach before it was completely finished. It was like ninety percent finished, so he thought it was just going to be, you know go in the toilet and that would be that, and they just wouldn't end up making that sale. But uh, he was very unhappy to find when he went to Sorrell's website that his own design was up there. Seriously Serious' design was up on Sorrell's website, but Seriously Serious did not get paid from Zach, and he knew that Zach must have gotten paid. He must have sold the thing to, to Sorrell. So he made some attempts to contact Sorrell and say, hey, you know, take this down, this is my work. And Sorrell yeah, said, hey, I'll look into it. It was kind of stalling him. So he said, hey, I don't think I'm going to get anywhere with Sorrell, and probably Zach is lying to him and convincing him I'm crazy. So why don't you call him up on the radio and pretend to be my lawyer, Al- Alvin Finkelstein, And uh, it was kind of like a semi-prank call. That we would get real information about it, but kind of have a few laughs at the same time. So that's what we did last week. And I called up uh, Sorrell, Actually reached him. I tried the week before, but didn't get him. Last week we got him. He was a little bit skeptical at first, but then he came to believe he was really speaking to Seriously Seriously, Serious' lawyer. Well, one very interesting thing that came out during the conversation was that it did not sell for 1K. It sold for... 3k so not only didn't seriously serious get his half of 1k but uh zach lied to him apparently told him that you know, the whole sale is for 1k so he could keep 2,500 of it and uh have seriously serious think he's getting half when he gets 500 but then he ended up getting the whole 3,000 because uh, seriously serious got nothing so that came out and seriously serious was really pissed about this when he heard that now of course he had to keep quiet in the background he, he wasn't supposed to be on the phone uh, but that, that was the main thing that came out of the call. Uh, Sorel kind of had the attitude of, "Hey, this isn't my problem," which, in a way, it really isn't, because uh, you know he didn't he didn't buy the website knowing this backstory. He just thought he's buying a website that was designed for him by Quad Jacks. Like, uh, I don't blame Sorel for that part. Uh, I don't want anyone to think I'm accusing Sorel of uh, cheating people. He did he didn't. It was Zach who is the accused uh, scammer here. So uh, seriously, is so mad about this, he wrote a blog right after the show, and put it up on his own website seriouslyserious.com that's uh, S-R-S-L-Y-S-I-R-I-U-S dot com he put up this blog which I'm sure you can still find there and uh, this got reposted by one of our users on 2plus2 and a lot of fighting went back and forth about that especially when Zach himself showed up on 2plus2 to try to defend himself but instead of really sticking to the issues at hand he was more chiding Seriously Serious for bringing this in public and, and was trying to trash Seriously Serious for things in the past that had nothing to do with this. Uh, he, he really was refusing to discuss this issue, probably because he's completely guilty and he, he wanted to deflect attention from it. Uh, now, he wasn't completely silent on the matter. He actually did have a few things to say in an audio interview that was done the next day, and uh, th- this is how that went. <laughs> And then the day after that He had an audio interview That uh It went like this So that was pretty much Zach's response And when people kept asking him in the thread People kept asking Zach Hey The big big issue here The biggest issue of all is While you were working with Seriously Serious Did you really tell him That it was for 1k When the deal was really for 3k Is that true? Because then, even while he was living with you, even while you two were friends, even then you were trying to cheat him, if that's true. And Zach would not answer that question. People asked that question probably 10 or more times in that thread. He would not answer the question Did you ever tell Seriously Serious it was going for 1K instead of 3K? So I think just based upon the behavior of past scammers and past liars who just won't answer a question that will make them look bad, whenever someone doesn't answer a question that. that's a controversial question, it's almost always because the answer will be something that makes them look guilty. It's when the answer is something that they don't want you to know, they don't want you to hear. So if the answer was no, hey, I never told him that, he would have come out with that right away. When he refuses to answer the question, that means the answer is almost certainly yes, and he probably is afraid to deny it because there's probably other people that know the truth, that could come out and corroborate Sirius the Sirius' story. So that's why he just... Not only avoided that question, but when people kept pressing that question on 2 plus 2, Zach disappeared. Never to post in that thread again. So, no more Zach in that thread. He attempted to come there and uh, deflect attention away from the situation and bash it seriously serious. But uh, when people kept asking about the 3K, 1K discrepancy, he would not answer. And look, in my opinion, this is a really bad thing. That's really bad when you have a guy who's basically been working for free, I mean, you don't realize all the work that Seriously Serious did for Quad Jacks, which was a, a for-profit site. I don't know how much money Zack has made from Quad Jacks, but he's a pretty good salesman. He's a good hustler. So I, I think he made a good deal of money from Quad Jax during his heyday, and Seriously Serious was a good part of that. He didn't make any. He made nothing. So finally, he was going to make a little bit of money on this like, 50-50 web design business where Zack's a salesman and Seriously Serious is the designer. And not only is his design apparently sold uh, without informing Seriously Serious or giving him any of the money, but it was sold for a lot more than uh, Seriously Serious was ever told it was going to be sold for. So it looked like when they were friends and when, they were, uh, when Seriously Serious is doing all this work for him, that uh, Zach's still trying to roll him. Now, we don't know any of this for sure, but that's definitely what it looks like from the way everything has gone down. We don't have any complete facts. We don't have any complete proof. But I think anybody observing this would uh, pretty much know what's going on here. Because if if, <laughs> if Zach was innocent about this 1K, 3K thing, that would have been the first thing he said in the thread. He wouldn't have avoided it during several posts and then run away from the thread when people kept asking it. So, I mean, draw your own conclusions. We don't know anything for sure. These are all allegations. But when allegations are made against someone and they will not answer to them, it's pretty clear what's going on anyway uh just wanted to mention that and if you want to get a few laughs, go take a look at that two plus two thread still still on the front page of uh news views gossip over there on two plus two all right so uh p l o l uh we will call you After the Pokerati Dan segment, I I just, uh, I want to call Dan first because I I don't want to rush you. I told Dan I'd call him at eight. I don't want to rush you through your segment in ten minutes because I I think your segment is worth, I I wouldn't say a super lengthy discussion, but I think it's, uh, I I think it's something that I don't want to rush through. So, um, We'll call Pokerati down at about uh, 8 o'clock, as I said. And uh, let's move on to something else in the agenda that's shorter. In the meantime. Um, I I guess I can talk about something else leading up to the uh, PLOL call. You know what? I I won't do that. I'll talk about that with PLOL. Uh, What I'll move on to next is the lock situation, which I talked about last week. I really recommend staying away from Lock Poker, I've said this for a long time But I really 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 mean it now More than ever Because I think they're really having Big time financial issues over there To where they may be broke or close to it The biggest reason for this Is the fact that What's known as rest of the world players Players that are not in the US Who have a ton of instant cash out options Are not getting their money fast In fact it's taking months for them to get their money And that's a huge red flag You can understand why it takes a long time to get your money As a U.S. player Because it's hard to find Payment processors that are willing to continue Breaking the law In the U.S. to process these payments So you can understand how there's a backlog Of all these cash outs There's only so many they can do at once without arousing suspicion But For rest of the world players They have so many different options Like money bookers and so many other ones Kind of similar to the old net teller where it's very easy for the poker site to ship the money to these uh, third-party processors and have the payment processed that same day, sometimes instantaneously. That's the way all the other sites do it. On PokerStars right now, you can actually cash out instantaneously in the rest of the world. Well, on Lock, it's taking forever to cash out, even if you're a rest-of-the-world player. So what does that mean? It probably means Lock doesn't have any money to cash out. Otherwise, I can't see the reason for it. But I'm gonna give you a first hand account from a trusted person. I won't say who it is because they asked me not to, but they sent me a PM with a timeline of their experience cashing out a Lock Poker. I'm gonna read this to you. He said, Dref, I just finished what was a four month ordeal getting a whopping six hundred fifty dollars off of Lock Poker. This is not someone looking for fifty K, this is six hundred fifty bucks. I thought the process was interesting to say the least and there was a surprise at the end I was not expecting and I thought you PFA would be interested. So here is my timeline to getting paid. September 24th, 2012 I submitted a request for 650 bucks via check. September 30th I get the standard payout request confirmation email uh, letting me know they're going to charge me $25 for cashing me out and if the check gets sent back for any reason, I'll be charged $250. Which is really strange. Like what do you mean if it gets sent back to them? How would the if it's their check, how's it gonna get sent back to them? I think I guess what they're saying is uh if the address is wrong or something. They charge you two hundred and fifty bucks, which is horrendous. But that, that's not the point of the story. That's just an interesting side note. Interestingly, they also let you know that if you change your mind, your funds will still be available until they're authorized for processing. So then he waits all the way till december eighth. The standard ten week wait that they say you need to wait to get your money on Lock Poker. So he waits 10 weeks December 8th He gets the payout Processed email So he's like Oh good They processed my payment After 10 weeks Like they said Great I, I should be Getting my check Within a few days Nope January 18th Just 11 days ago He gets his check He deposits in his bank Now keep in mind September 24th Is when he requested it For 650 bucks Finally gets it January 18th Four months later And uh at least feels happy he got it. Is the story over? No. He, he they cash his check at the bank. Everything seemed fine, but a week later, he gets the following from Lock Poker: "Hello, our check processor has informed us that your six hundred twenty-five dollar check was returned to us due to an issue with the check batch." What? This is an anomaly and we are very regretful that this happened, as I understand you've been waiting some time for your payout. Please accept our sincerest apologies. I have credited the funds back to your lock account and (coughs) recommended processing your withdrawal versus via Western Union instead, which is much faster than check payouts. Please let us know if this works for you, and we'll have our cashier manager expedite this. So uh, he sent this angry email back on January 25th, just four days ago, complaining about this whole thing and asking what the procedure of Western Union is. And uh, he gets a reply just saying, yeah, we've processed your funds via Western Union. He didn't request this. They just said, okay, we did it. (laughs) Without his permission. Six minutes later, he gets, hello, you need to just pick up the funds at your local Western Union branch in Las Vegas, where, where this guy lives. Once Western Union processes this payout, you'll be emailed your pickup info that you need to take with you, along with the photo ID to Western Union, we can get the funds in your hands within 48 hours. And then a few hours later, tells him it's been processed and to go pick it up. And here's his control number. Sender details Mauricio Flores Zeledon, Z-E-L-E-D-O-N from Nicaragua. That's who sent him the 625 bucks. I guess 650 I guess they sent him the whole 650 So he went and got it. Got his money. So I, I guess on the bright side, when they processed the Western Union it was fast But this is after a four month wait when the check was a failure I have a feeling that uh, it wouldn't have been Quite so fast Nor would it have been free Had they not bought the check But uh, With rest of the world players waiting so long To get their funds It's, uh, it's very tough So uh, that's going on here. I- I'm going to connect Pokerati Dan on a little bit early since I'm done talking about Lock Poker for the moment. But just stay away from that site. Stay away from them. Stay away from Revolution Gaming. Only way not to stay away is if you're sure that your site you're playing on handles their own funds. Because if you have to wait on Lock or the Revolution Gaming cashier to cash you out, you're in trouble. And I think it's possible the whole thing is going to crash down soon. And nobody will get their money. So I would stay away. Stay far, far, far away from lock Poker. And they've just been shady. They've just been super, super shady in general. We're going to call Pokerati Dan. It's debut on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. And I'll have someone else to talk to here.
1: Hi, oh. this is Dan. I'm currently offline, but oh, leave a geez. message so I can get back. You've
0: got to be kidding me. He actually has a voicemail on a Skype. He, he just he just wrote to me. I'm here. Just missed the pickup. It was like a first ring voicemail. How can he miss the pickup? I'll call him back here. I can't believe like a first ring voicemail on Skype. It just feels wrong to me.
1: Hi, this is Dan. I'm currently <laughs> offline, but I leave a message so I can get back to you.
0: <laughs> well, at least he's able to type to me. He's typing to me right now. I see the little pencil on Skype going. Looks like it's like scribbling a note to me they so are trying to get him on here. Ah, he's calling me. Okay. just as good. Pokerati Dan, hello.
1: Hey, Todd. How's it going?
0: All right. Uh, welcome to your debut on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Officially called the Druff and Drexel Show, but uh, tonight is just the Druff Show. And it's good.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to have you on here. In fact, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, when I departed from the other program... Uh, I thought about it you know if if I start my own show one day it's too bad because I like the Pokerati dance segments and uh i i don't feel comfortable trying to ask you like you know like you have to duplicate material from the other show and that or, or have it look like I'm trying to poach people so I said yeah I'll just uh I'll, I'll let Dan stay over on the other side in the divorce but uh <laughs>
1: Sure, I understand. I got a little bit of an echo right now, by the way. Oh, I, I, can,
0: I can call you back. I, I, well, I can try to call you back on Skype. Or you can call me. Just call, call me back on Skype. That's the Skype echo you're getting. Okay, okay. I'll call you right back. Okay. So uh, I'll let Dan uh, tell you guys what he wants to talk about. Okay. Echo got. All right, on. is that better? Hello, hello? Yeah, I, I have never heard an echo from you, so you'll have to tell me if it's good.
1: Okay, good. It's only it's only on my end, but it looks like uh, Skype has it a, a little bit sorted out now. So, uh, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, as you know, I've I've tried to uh, stay as neutral as can be in that uh, uh, split up, and so uh, you know, I have no uh, no uh, hard feelings on on either side, or, or uh, you know, and just being a a uh, guest on the other show, it leaves me plenty of freedom to go on and uh, talk about things on on other shows. So uh, yeah. Uh, I'm happy to, do, happy
0: to do that. Yeah, and I never ask anybody to be exclusive on this show or on this site. I say, look, you can go where you want on the Internet. You, you can do what you want. I, I, nobody owes me anything personally. I, nobody has to owe exclusivity to me. They can uh, go and do what they want, and I'm just happy to have them over here. So, so Dan, uh, what would you like to talk about this week? I, I know you had some subjects that uh, you found interesting that you wanted to bring up.
1: Well, there are a couple of things, and and the one that made me think about Poker Fraud Alert as I was listening to the show uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, was uh, Face Up Gaming. That's a, a subscription site that I was involved with. That just hearing a lot of people uh, voicing complaints regarding non-payment, and so that's one that's just been a lot of my mind. And I did uh, some work for them, and I had a lot of contact with them. They owe me money as well, so I'm uh, you know I, you know, in a way, I kind of want to wash my hands of of it a little bit and. Uh, you know just be able to answer questions in terms of what I do know about about their operations there and how it was that uh, um, people are being are being scammed or have been scammed. and when you look at them, it's actually very interesting it's 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 amazing to see how a subscription site was able to lose four million dollars over the course of a few years like it's it's so can and, you, and they, can you
0: just before you go on, can you describe what is a subscription site?
1: Yeah, yeah, a subscription site. So it's one of these 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 play for free subscription sites where you pay a monthly fee and then you can compete for for cash money prizes or uh equivalent prizes, trips and such like that. And so they were charging twenty five bucks a month to play. And uh you know there's a handful of these sites. The Club WPT is a site like this, a lot of these other they're not free play like like uh, Zynga is free play, but they're They're the free-ish play, right? You pay a membership fee and you can win prizes. And uh, uh, so anyhow, but this was a a publicly traded company. Like, so there's a lot of, there's, there's the kind of paperwork on this company that you know, we can only imagine w- what it would have looked like back in the full tilt days and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things on the book, the U.S. government paying attention to what they're doing and such. And so now how is it then that, you know, you can be having an uh, online poker site where people are expecting to get paid and they're not getting paid with all this, uh, with just everything that it is? I mean, I don't even know where to start on it there. It's just it, – uh, it's a, It's amazing to me to see how it, – it's almost an example of, of – of what not to do, you know, it's, so uh,
0: so, what's going on there? So first of all, did you have any direct involvement with that site, this face up gaming?
1: Yeah, I was, I, I did some uh, marketing for them, some social media sort of stuff and, uh, you know, pimping their tournaments and pimping their events and did some consulting about their, about their software and their setup. And, uh, we did some advertising on Pokerati and, uh, things like that. And we're really their cheerleaders for a while and played in their, played in their events. And, uh, Um, you know, it, it, it all was going well until, until they ran out of money. You know, I think that's my take on it. And that's what the documentation suggests happened as well, that, you know, they, they couldn't pay us anymore for that. And they also couldn't pay, uh, they lost the ability to pay winners. So, so
0: so you didn't get paid for a lot of your work.
1: Yes. they, 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 have, they have an outstanding debt, uh, to, to Pokerati as well as some other colleagues of mine. And, uh, and we're not talking big money. We're talking, um, you know, small four-figure sums. You know, here. this
0: reminds me a lot of Annie Duke's uh, epic fail poker league, where where people worked for them, just just regular working joes in in the poker community, uh, and and they cheated a lot of people who were counting on this income, for, for you know to for their livelihood. They cheated a lot of people out of out of this money, and uh, a lot of people turned down other jobs because they were busy with the epic poker league. And I, I don't want to branch into that discussion, but this is starting to remind me a lot of that.
1: Well, it is. It is one of those. It is. It's It's one of those situations where, uh, you, you know, I, I don't feel I don't feel cheated or defrauded or scammed beyond beyond getting to the point of they have a couple invoices that they haven't paid. They know exactly what the work is that was done and they know they haven't haven't paid them. But they did pay for a while. And uh, but it's it's it's. Uh, you you know it's it, the 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 red flags were there you know there's the, the signs were there and it really was just a matter of how long is this going to last and I think we see that a lot in poker and I think a lot of times it's because sometimes the people the people who are involved I mean like I don't know it's if you know I I learned a lesson back from my Dallas underground days that there there was there were some guys that were some some of uh, varying degrees of honorability in the, in the Dallas underground, some very shady guys and some very, very straightforward. The guys, you know, they shook your hand and, you know, they did a deal and the deal was, was exactly what you said it was. And then there were other guys that they tried so hard to do the right thing. They really wanted to do the right thing. But when push came to shove, they were going to revert to their old sketchy ways. And I feel it's, it's, it's kind of like, kind of like that. Like, you know, I don't know to what extent, the sketchiness is involved here. There's a lot of lot of people. There's 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 over four hundred thousand dollars worth of debts, like active like notes payable that they have right now. And so lot, that's that's how much money people are saying, ah, this company owes us. But I'm not sure. I, it doesn't seem like they've done anything illegal. Uh,
0: so, so it just seems like they blew the money. But what like what about the players there who are winning the prizes and whatever? Are they getting their prizes or are they getting nothing now?
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's been paid since like August. Oh, uh, well, and it, that's it, a long it, time. In fact I went and checked I went and checked uh on the site today I went and logged in i hadn't been logged in for for a while uh to see what was going on and there still are games being played, and there' still were theres still a chat in the lobby where people were talking about their IOUs, because that's what they're getting, is they're getting some sort of notice of, yeah, yeah, we'll get you the money there. And it, it's been the same old story for many months now that, yeah, we've got some some financing coming in, like we're
0: going to pay everybody back. So, so they're, they're hoping that some, someone's going to ride in on a white knight and, and rescue the company. In the meantime, they're trying to keep everyone calm. And if nobody rides in, they're probably broke and can't pay anyone. Is that pretty much what's going on?
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think so. I mean, I, that that's that certainly is my take, and I certainly don't buy it buy it anymore. I mean, I, I played nice for a while when they said, yeah, yeah, we should have all this this figured out by uh, November, and then okay, let's give it one more month till December. And uh, I, I also went to they had a live a live chat um, on their like a, a customer support chat on their site. So I clicked that and just said "You know, hi to the guy. His name was Jake, like this was today earlier. And I asked, what's the story with the money? And he had a company line that he was giving that like, you know, we just haven't closed a deal yet with the financing, but it's about to happen and everybody's going to get paid.
0: Now, are you sure Jake was really Jake and not like Rajesh? You know, that's I was very,
1: I was very curious. I, I, I was trying to, to figure it out, and I, I just now was, was going through it again and seeing what he said, and, and I can't tell who he is because I assumed that it had to be Rajesh, but uh, there was a part where I said, like they gave me an option, like, are you uh, contacting us for an account upgrade, an account downgrade, or some other reason? I said account downgrade. So, but they've got that as my name is account downgrade on the chat, and I'm talking with Jake. And I said, "Hi, Jake. I was just wondering if Face Up Gaming was still operating." He says, "Yes, of course." Uh, uh, I say, "Last time I was I was here, there were people waiting to be paid winnings. Have they resolved their payout disputes?" Jake says, "The deal to get funding is about to close, and then all payouts will occur." <laughs> so, you know, already, I'm kind of surprised that he had that answer pretty quickly. You well, know? They,
0: I mean, they probably have a, a preset uh, group of answers there. Whenever is this a 24-hour chat, by any chance? It's a 24 hour chat. It's, it's almost always third world when you see that. That's, like, it's such a disaster. When, like, on any company website, I hate when it says click for live chat because you know you're going to get someone who cannot help you and will pretend they can. You know, it's, it's, uh, th- uh, that's, that's kind of, uh, as I'm looking through it again, you're right. I think he was
1: just going through some sort of script, but, uh, but they had some information. Clearly, like they—they clearly, I'm not the first person to have
0: have presented this question. Oh, I'm I sure. Had- I mean, after after all the—I mean, if people haven't been paid since August, I'm sure people are constantly asking, like, what the hell's going on.
1: Uh, I, I asked him. I said, I said, uh, 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 if I don't get paid by February, will that be a good time to think it really is a scam and take appropriate steps? He says it's not a scam, sir. <laughs> he says. I won't be working if it was a scam.
0: It would be Our funny manager- it would be funny if they actually said yes. Like, yeah, by February it probably is a scam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our management just couldn't get the deal closed on the on the end of sponsors. They are postponing it. That's why this huge hold up arrived. And uh and then I said something I said I was working for them, too, and they owe me money, blah, 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 um, as well. They actually owe me about 27 bucks in affiliate earnings as well. So, uh, you know, in a way, this is where, like, it is just so – I mean, honestly, I, I, there were a lot of hardworking people that really trying to to make some good stuff happen. And there were lots of obstacles along the way, uh, starting with just the poker component. And, in fact, heres here I'll tell you what my the, – the biggest, the biggest obstacle that I saw early on was uh, – uh, as we we saw just some of the, the people that were involved with it, there were, they were championing men, the master as their, as their standout, standout. Uh, bro. Uh,
0: that's already a problem. You know, So, <laughs> and, and uh,
1: so that, was that was, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of a, of a red flag, but then yeah. in correspondence with the people at the company, like the, just using the abbreviations that people often use, like you would use PFA in talking about poker fraud alert was FU. So we talked about FU game <laughs> and like, it just like sort of like it didn't occur to them somewhere along the way that like oh you know what we really probably don't want to just be you know fu to be the the the, <laughs> the abbreviation for us there so it was uh,
0: yeah come play come play honest poker with men the master and fu
1: yeah so you know I did that's where that's where it really is an example I have to say I mean I don't mean to make too much too much of it because really this is it's a this is a small scale. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a relatively small scale operation in terms of scams and frauds. I mean, like you know, I don't think anybody has lost their 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 living on it or anything like that. But it's it's uh, and as far as I can tell, it doesn't look like the the principals were you know just pocketing the money. But then again, maybe there was some creative book bookkeeping. You know, I don't know. The the, the finance is higher finance than I think I'm really capable of of uh, breaking down, but uh, I mean, they went through all these very legitimate steps to, uh, to get financing along the way. You know I mean? They're, they're traded on, on uh, a penny stock chart under FUEG. F-U-E-G is their name. They yeah, sent
0: me like an SEC filing for them.
1: Yeah, there is. There's there. And that's what most recently, this is why I think the money's just not going to arrive. Like the most recent filings were that, yeah, we are not going to be able to file our, our, Q10 or our quarterly report or whatever it was, um, because you know we don't have the resources to pay the accountants to do that.
0: And, <laughs> That's a good reason. Maybe I shouldn't file my taxes this year because I, I can't afford to pay an accountant.
1: They're still they're still hoping they're still hoping to you know, it says that they're still hoping that something's going to happen that the financing is going to come in and they have like they put out a a note. Or they, or they put out a press release saying that they've got this note of financing of certain millions of dollars of a, of a promissory note. And I just get the sense that they're just using that to tell people, hey, it's going to be okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, you can go on and on. It, it really is just an example of uh, this could be a, a case study of just things you should not do with a poker site, whether you're looking at the poker component of it like the way they had certain things about the game or the business side. Well, so, of it. so what do you
0: think? What do you think busted them there? You, like the expenses shouldn't be that high to run something like that. So, so what do you think the problem was? Did they spend too much on marketing and uh, not recoup that, or were they spending it you on know, too many people's salaries that weren't doing much? Like, what what was wasting all the money in your opinion? That's what you know. I'm going to say some bad. I'm gonna say they
1: definitely wasted some money on some bad on some bad ideas, um, but how much? I, I that part is tough to figure out because you can go through their financial records up on the that are filed with the SEC, and you can see that they they literally lost four million dollars. But there's so much of like stock equity involvement and stuff, and there's I'm not sure if that actually translates to four million dollars worth of uh, of expenditures that. You know, cash that actually came in and then went out, but they clearly spent um, money in the you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on on different marketing efforts and on some software creation. And they uh, their 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 main software, their patent pending software. This is this is one of the flaws. This is where like I, originally I thought this was a fantastic idea was. They had the software that allowed poker players at the table to see and talk to each other. So we could be playing at a table and, and we could, you know, have a video on and uh, uh, you know talk trash and things like that. So did did and,
0: anyone ever like put up a picture of their penis when they were playing?
1: That's what I, I kind of assumed it's only a matter of time, right? Before you know someone really says, "Show me the nuts" or something. And we talked about it from a marketing standpoint of like what you could do with it. You know, a, a girl flashes flashes her. her her breasts you know i mean what could be done it it, that was that was part of my initial uh job with them was to be promoting the promoting this feature to do some things to try to get people to play on there but then you know i tried playing on there and it didn't take long to realize going oh this is not so exciting of of uh, a creation because people don't want to be on video when they're when they're playing online poker i mean so so were
0: most of the people just like leaving it dark
1: yeah, yeah, you know, it was, they were having a really hard time getting people to turn on the video option because you know why? Like, why would you want to want to be seen? And, and I mean, just think of you know, you have to comb your hair now suddenly. You know, you have to you know you know potentially you know be there. There's a lot. There's a lot of reasons where people don't necessarily want to be able to you know to to have. To, to be on video, frankly. You know, people and, said
0: that about those phones in the Jetsons, where people were, everyone was looking forward back in the 60s and 70s, like, oh my god, one day in the future we're going to have phones that are, they're all video. Every, every call we make is going to be a video call. And that, now we can do it with FaceTime, but the thing is, you don't, you don't want it to always be a video call. If you notice, a FaceTime and things like that, it's an option, but it's not mandatory, because a lot of times people don't want to be on video, uh, when, when they communicate. Sometimes they, they're happy to not be seen. So I, I definitely see that as being one point, and also uh, I, I really do think, especially on a, a free site or something, that uh, if someone takes a bad beat. I, I could easily see like someone taking a bad beat and they're getting so frustrated, they're like, you know what? I'm just going to show my penis to everyone. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, Screw that. My, my ace just got cracked all in. Yeah, that's it. I'm pulling out my pants.
1: <laughs> you know, it's... it's uh, The FaceTime is a, is a great example, because I can think of of two Christmases ago, like showing my mom FaceTime and I was talking to my buddy Jimmy. I'm going, Hey mom, look, it's Jimmy and uh, like she just thought, Wow, this is the most amazing thing and I thought it was the most amazing thing really too, because I hadn't used it much. But then, you know, here we were uh the next christmas you know no one's facetiming anymore it was sort of there there were some skype calls of like okay let's get the whole family together and call this other other group of family but everybody knows it's like posing for a family picture sort of um but uh yeah you know people don't necessarily the the video is uh, it's just something to think about with all these different different video options so you
0: it's, know uh, it is funny that you said it has a chat lobby there yes. like a lobby in the that's the first site I've heard of having just an open lobby where people talk since I played on True Poker back in 2001 and I always thought that was a great idea I guess it wouldn't work on a huge site like Poker Stars, mm-hmm. but I, I always liked where people could just like sit in the lobby and talk to each other and that actually sometimes helped get games going and it, it kind of added just the, uh, the social aspect of the site I always liked just like a lobby there <laughs> because otherwise if you're not in a game like you're you can't talk to anyone and, and even if you are in a game usually you can only talk to the people in the game so, right, right. You, you know, I, I like that idea too. You're right that your poker stars is
1: probably too big to just have a a. I mean, you literally would have what thousands and thousands of people there at yeah. at, at one time. But uh, you know, I think that's what they were going for too. And again, I'm I'm hesitant to poo-poo the poo poo the company too much, but at the same time, I mean. I have these thoughts. They do owe me money. I have no no confidence that I, I'll ever see that money again. And uh, you know, I don't think there's any recourse. I think that's just yeah. Uh, you're probably oh. out the
0: money. I agree. You know, something people don't realize, and not just with these poker sites and these these poker companies. So many of these tech companies and and startups. So many of them end up in failure. And the the few that have the wild success, like Facebook and Google and ones like that, they're really the exception. Most of these that start up, they get some kind of funding. They they have an idea that seems cool and innovative, but it just doesn't work. It either can't make money, or it's just not as popular as they think. Or even if it is successful on the surface, they blow their money. There's there's so many ways to waste money when running a business, and uh, and and bankrupt yourself. And uh, it, it, that's why there's so many different reasons why these don't succeed. And uh, I guess this is yet another example. And uh, you know, I feel bad for the players also. Who thought, okay, you know, here I am playing legal poker And uh, you know, I'm winning these prizes <laughs> And since August they're not getting paid So that's that's pretty bad too So I guess the uh, audience here if it, Nobody play on face-up poker It looks like they're in bad shape And I, I always like to have these stories On this show Of any any kind of poker site that's having trouble Whether it's a, a site like that Which is a subscription site Or if it's a site that people can't play on in the U.S. Or they can play on the U.S. I always want uh, I always want this stuff <laughs> to come out because listeners a lot of times don't have an idea about these things until they hear them here. And, um, a lot of people follow two plus two really closely and follow other you know, other forums very closely where they hear about these things, but a lot of people don't. And I, I think the more people hear about the companies that are bad and the sites that are bad and, and the sites that will cheat them, that if, if they stay away If I get one person, one listener every week who stays away from a site that they were otherwise going to play on and save themselves money, I'm I'm happy to be doing this show. So thank you for uh, telling everyone about this.
1: Yeah, that's that's the that's the purpose of of it, right? And that's uh, you know there there really are some some lessons to be learned as well, though. I think that just it's uh, you know I don't know it just it just there there were so many so many examples of things that you just. You know, people don't do if they're, you're doing a, a poker business or a poker site. Uh, you know, the the last thing, like, but in December, the last thing that they did was they took a trip to Aruba. They did a poker tournament in Aruba and uh, posted so on me, it. It
0: reminds me of UB. <laughs> it, well, it
1: it was. I, I believe the 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 woman who was the tournament director, Bonnie Lano's.
0: Oh no, yeah, she was she was suspected in being involved in some of the super
1: using. And so yeah exactly so so I mean that's where it's like a, who are you getting who are you getting in bed with there but like they literally like posted the, the 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 last like video on the youtube was them you know in Aruba saying like look everything is great here you know like look cuz we we're having our tournament so you should keep on playing and keep on paying your 25 bucks a month and you know you just see the red flags with just the the bs that they've got to put out there you can find like in These like penny stock alerts. There's been fraud alerts on this company since they were called something differently. Like before they were even a gaming company, they were a company uh, doing just some sort of you know movie and entertainment type of thing. I don't know enough about them to know what it was, but they were traded as IKCC and Face Up Gaming was their big, exciting, like hey, we're now we're really going to be a profitable company. You know, we haven't brought any money back, you know, for what you you uh we talked about before but now and i just have to read you this i have to read you this one part because you'll laugh at it at face-up gaming members who pay about fifty dollars a month can play at the same table as world series of poker legends no lame ones either we're talking men the master win (laughs) arguably the world's greatest poker player arguably the world's greatest cheater (laughs) so i mean like it's it's you know obviously some you know some uh recreational fan like isn't going to necessarily know the difference of that or some some kid who's just learning their poker players or something like that but like it's just it's just silly and uh you know it's we should know what uh yeah you, you 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 know all these things even if you didn't know that there was a that there was money people were waiting for that there that there were uh allegations of fraud you I'd be able to read something like that, and, you're, and you, I, Dan Draf, would be able to say, "Yep, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to believe this thing's going to be a huge success."
0: Yeah. Well, um, so I, I, uh, I, yeah, I thank you for bringing this to everybody's attention. And uh, if, if you'd like to stay on here, uh, we're going to call uh, user PLOL. I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what happened at PokerStars at the PCA. I don't know if you've heard about this with. Uh, that Zoom tournament that was not run well, and what their what their final decision was, and something PLOL did just recently this week to get back at them. So, would you like to stay on for that? Or yeah, yeah, happy want? to stay on. Sure. Okay. So let's let's see if we can reach PLOL. He's he's visiting someone right now, so we can't talk for that long. But uh, I'll there's... stay in the background. Let you do your thing with him here. Hey, you can jump in whenever you like. Hello, P L O L. Is this you?
2: This
0: is me. Yeah. Oh, is this your first? Is this your first time on uh, Poker Fraudulent Radio? Um, on this
2: radio, yes. I was on Jason's
0: show before. Okay. All right. So, uh, P L O L. I want I want to talk about uh, two things here with you, and we have Pokerati Dan on too. Just just because he was here in the previous segment, and I said, you know, I'll just pretend I have a co-host.
1: Just hanging out in the lobby.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, as we covered last week, and this is an issue you brought up, something I've been happy about recently is that uh, for a while, this site was kind of just uh, getting its content in the scams and scandals section, mainly from 2 Plus 2. I'd kind of like scan 2 Plus 2, find the noteworthy stories, and bring them over here where it's easier to read and digest and then talk about it on the radio. Well, recently, Poker Fraud Alert has been kind of directing 2 Plus 2. A lot of the big threads over there. On the never uh, on the uh, news, views, and gossip section, actually, are about things that happened here. The Sorel Mizzy thing we talked about, um, the, the uh, seriously serious you know, that well, that's part of the Sorel Mizzy thing, but also PLOL's experience at the PCA with their Zoom tournament that we discussed last week. That's become a big thing on uh, on Two Plus Two, and now um, Shane Schlager actually. Posted on 2 plus 2 linking to Poker Fraud Alert about something else that PLOL posted today that he did to Poker Stars. So uh, it seems like all the big threads over there are discussing things that have uh, ha- been happening over here. But uh, a week ago, uh, or so, or not, I, I guess, well, we talked about it a week ago. I, I guess it happened around two weeks ago now. But the Zoom Poker Tournament had a big problem. This was a tournament they had at the PCA, that uh, tournament they run in the Caribbean every year for Poker Stars in the Bahamas. And um, this was a tournament where everybody pays a thousand dollars or so to get in and they each play individually against a random table of real play money players on poker stars. And when I say real play money players, I mean players that are just normally sitting on poker stars playing play money at the highest stakes. You just right. get put at a table play money. Yeah, you just get put down with them and if you can win the most money in a 12-minute period, then you get up on the leaderboard, and the top eight right. ended up getting paid. So now there are a few problems with this right off the bat. They, they shouldn't have a public leaderboard because then the people who go last have an advantage because they, they know what to shoot for. But uh, but at least there that's, has, at least that's a little bit of a strategy element to figure that out. You can say that's not unfair. Yeah, well, if,
2: at least everybody knew that ahead of time. Yeah,
0: or, or, I mean, or at least when, they should. When
2: you're, playing, when you're playing, you're playing like, in the lounge, like, with an audience. So, you know, yeah. even if they didn't have a leaderboard, people would be watching and seeing you know, what type of scores people are getting.
0: Yeah, so so um, now, it has some other flaws that I won't bother to get into. We discussed this last week, but the biggest problem occurred at the very end, when some players who were playing that uh, 25k tournament were on break, yeah. and there's like, hey, I'm playing this big 25k tournament, so I don't want to miss any time in that tournament, but I'm on break Can I squeeze quickly Into this one here This looks kind of fun Well the problem is There were like 10 of them Who wanted to play There's no way 10 of them could squeeze Into that break You know 12 minutes each So they let Two there groups There were five Really? Lee Jones wrote there were 10 He said two well, groups Well of... there
2: was There was five people From the high roller Who went And then there was Five people Who wanted to go last So there was Two groups of five Who ended up going Oh okay so okay like separate groups Oh uh, I like.
0: see I see so
2: affiliated
0: all. So I see so I guess the 5 went for the high roller tournament and then the then five other people went after that once they saw five were able to go. But then that was it. Right, exactly. Now now the, right. the the five that uh went from the high roller tournament this is the first time that more than one person were allowed to play at once in this tournament because before that a number of people had asked and they said no like this guy uh, Michael or Wyrot or Wyro I don't know how you say his name but he's a respected player he asked hey you know can I play with somebody else? And they said no. And uh, playing with somebody else was a huge advantage in this tournament because the play oh, money. Huge. Yeah, the play money players are extremely tight because they worked very hard to to make their very their tight. their play money. So one hundred, two hundred, one hundred, two hundred no limit play money is a big deal to them. They don't want to just chunk off their role. They they worked a long time to you know to get that much money, even though it's play money. And they take it very seriously, and they play very, very tight and nitty. So in twelve minutes, you're unlikely to make very much off of them unless you happen to get, you know, set over set or types of hands that they're going to put their money in. So um, when you have somebody else who doesn't care about the play money but is just trying to win this contest that's playing with you, then it's not even collusion. The, both of you will very quickly figure out the right strategy is to just play really wild and try to catch up to the leaderboard. And if you get action yeah, from well, someone, well,
2: the first hand. The first hand, when the first group of five went from the high roller, four of them ended up at the same table, and obviously all four of them went all in, so somebody just started with 80,000 chips, which was, like, already enough for, like, second place after 40 people had gone.
0: Right, right. It was so
2: so obvious that it was such a huge advantage. I mean, it was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So, so that's what happened, and we talked about this last week. We didn't have PLOL on here, but I talked about it last yeah, week, yeah. and I talked about how how unfair this was! That this wasn't just a little advantage. This was a gigantic advantage. This was just a, an obscene advantage because yeah. in, in, you know it, you're it trying
2: massive oversight.
0: You're, you're you're trying to accumulate the most chips possible, and if you have others at the table that are also trying to do that, are going to give you a ton of action. That's a huge advantage over playing with a bunch of nits and trying to get the most chips in twelve minutes. So it's not even close. Of what, I don't know what kind of edge these guys have, but I mean it's it's a huge edge. So anybody who yeah. who didn't play in that group of five uh really, really had a gigantic disadvantage to where the whole tournament becomes unfair. So yeah. the question is, how does Stars handle it at this point? Well, they didn't know. There were two people who actually discussed this with Lee Jones uh, afterwards and were unhappy about it, and Lee, who's a bright guy. And um, you know, I actually had some optimism that Lee Jones was going to do the right thing. And what I thought the right thing was is one of two things. The generous approach would just be to uh, first of all, take out everybody who may you know who who made the money thanks to playing in those groups of five. Take them out of the leaderboard. Let them keep their money, but take them out of the leaderboard. Pay the people who would have cashed, and then give back everybody else their buy-in because the whole tournament was kind of screwed up in the first place. That's the generous right. approach. The the minimal approach, the one the the way that they should do at in the absolute minimum, to where they should not do any less than this, or they're cheating people, is to. Not give everybody their money back, but to do the first part to take all the people who made the leaderboard that played in those groups of five, take them off the leaderboard, let them keep their money, take them off the leaderboard, move everybody up accordingly, and then pay them as if those people never played. So uh, if someone calculated on 2 plus 2, that would have cost them like 24,000 bucks, which sounds like a lot, but for a huge company like Poker Stars that made bank on this PCA, they make a lot of money on that PCA every year. Uh, a, a company that bought Full Tilt for seven hundred fifty million. Uh, a company oh, yeah. that that's buying that, that that bought a casino or in the process of buying a casino in Atlantic City. Twenty four thousand dollars to uh, do the right thing when they've made a mistake is nothing. It's like a drop in the bucket. So uh, they didn't do that. Somehow, despite Lee Jones carefully analyzing this, somehow, despite a lot of discussion and a lot of you know, just he understood everything, but they chose not to do that and i think this is just completely reprehensible that they that yeah, people are still complaining and they don't care so th- this was Lee Jones's solution was to uh, just give people min caches basically he claims that of the top eight finishers that four of them got there thanks to playing in those groups of five a little bit hard to believe but fine maybe it's true but that instead of doing what I said, just taking the people those out, and moving everyone else out, moving them up and paying them the right amount where they would have been if this hadn't happened, he's just giving each of these people who was affected a min cash of of twenty three sixty, so a min cash either if you didn't cash, if you were you know, if you bubbled it now you uh, if you're within those four bubble spots you get the min cash, if you're one of the spots that moved up that it was already cashing you just get an additional money that's equivalent to a min cash. So let me tell you how unfair this is. Uh, a guy named Elliot Smith, not related to the uh, singer Elliot Smith, who I believe is dead. But this Elliot Smith finished fourth, uh, supposedly did not play in this group of uh, of five people. He finished fourth thanks to two of the people, the second and third place, playing in those groups of five. So Elliot Smith should have been second had those people not played. Right. Second place paid $12,980. 4th place, where Elliot Smith did finish, pays 5605 So Elliot Smith was cheated out of almost $7,500 here. $7,400 or so he's cheated. So yep. instead of saying, hey, Elliot, here's your additional 7400 Sorry about that. They're giving him 2360 Why give him 2360 Where do they even come with that? Like, Where does that calculation come from? Why, why just give him an additional bin cash? It's like. It's like if I was playing a tournament, and, and uh, you know first place paid three hundred k, second place pays two hundred k, fourth place pays fifty uh, k, and the min cash is uh, is five k, and then it's it's found that the guys in second and third cheated, and they're taken out, and then the tournament director says, okay, Todd, I know you should have finished second, and we're you know we're taking the second and third off of it, but to compensate you. We're gonna give you we're five thousand. Yeah, we're gonna give you five more thousand. you now have fifty-five instead of instead of fifty. I'm like, what? I'm supposed to have two hundred of? Nope. You get five more thousand. Like that's what happened here. These second well, and third. It, I'm sorry. It was
2: a terrible ruling, but honestly, I think if I didn't make the thread, I don't think they would have done anything. Uh,
0: it's very possible. Yeah, right. This this they was would not have
2: just ignored it completely. That's and right. That's why um, that's why Time wanted me to make the thread because if you don't put attention on it, then they're they're not going to do anything.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. That this is only handled once PLOL made the thread over on Two Plus Two under the name of, uh, Free Fall. Is that a change for Poker Stars? I mean, like, is that how they've they've handled
1: these kinds of matters in the past? That they didn't handle them until they had to, or is this is this uh, like I mean, I always you know kind of felt that Poker Stars knew how to take care of their business when what, they would have
0: screw ups and stuff. It's interesting you mentioned that because that's actually going to be. Our second discussion with PLOL Because he did something to get back at them <laughs> uh, th- Something I've said for years about poker stars Is that they are not The salt of the earth, honest company That does everything right And that's always looking to do the right thing No, they are the Lesser of all the poker evils Now they, they're the lesser of the evils by far Are they much less uh, Much less of a bad company than Full Tilt? Of course Of course now they own Full Tilt But before that, yes yeah. Uh, the, the, compared to u b of course, compared to uh a lot of these other smaller networks yes, overall, poker stars is the best of all the online poker sites, but does, that does not mean that they're honest. it just means that they're the least dishonest. It's like it's like taking a bunch of guys who cheat on their wives, you have one that that uh, cheats on his wife you know every year or so, and you have one who then you have other ones that go out and bang a different woman every night and other ones that bang a different woman every week. And, and so you can't say the guy who cheats on his wife once a year is faithful. You can just say he's not as bad as the other husbands. That's, that's pretty much what's going on with poker stars.
2: Because well, they're the least unethical, people always want to take their side and side with them, no matter what it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. With
2: the SGP situation, nobody blasted them for it because they were comparing them to, to Full Tilt.
0: Yeah, so, so, exactly. That's what happened here is that every time someone criticizes poker stars for anything, we always get the same answers from their fanboys on 2 Plus 2. Hey, look, they're the ones getting us paid from Full Tilt. They're the ones that saved us. Uh, they're, they're always doing the right thing. Hey, every other site would have said, forget it. We're not giving you guys anything back. So, you should be happy with them in cash. They, it's, there's always an answer. Like the, the FPP situation, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, when I complained about that, everyone said, hey, they didn't have to give you anything. Look at Full Tilt. They gave you nothing. They had no money. Why are you criticizing stars they paid you right away they, They're always just The answer is always hey look Stars didn't cheat you as bad as everybody else So you should like them And, and uh, do I trust them the most out of all the Online poker sites yes But they make mistakes and, and not even like accidental mistakes They make accidental mistakes and then Often do the wrong thing to correct them And often won't do anything to correct them Until a stink is made about something Now th- this is definitely One of those cases here and even after the erroneous logic of Lee Jones was brought up on 2 plus 2, and it was shown to him by several posters there why this MinCASH thing as compensation is wrong, he didn't answer. He didn't even say, hey, I'll reconsider. Oh, yeah, you're right. Let me fix it. No. And someone even calculated it. It'd be like a, yeah, someone, and someone ca- calculated that it'd be like a 9K difference between the right solution and their solution. But, or, or 10K, I don't know, something pretty small as far as what stars makes every day. And how much they have. So uh, let me tell you guys a few other things in the Stars Hall of Shame. Uh, there was the FPP situation. I crowed about this a lot at the time when it happened, and most people told me to shut up because they were so thrilled to be getting anything because Full Tilt was paying nothing, and UB was paying nothing after Black Friday. Stars paid everyone their full balance, which is great. Uh, but Stars held on to anywhere between $1 and twenty four ninety nine. FPPs of every single U.S. player, except the ones that moved out of the country. If you're a U.S. player who did not leave the country, you have somewhere between 1 and 2,499 FPPs in your account. I, I, guess, I guess maybe 1 out of 2,500 players have zero, just randomly. Exactly. But just about everybody had FPPs left over that went to waste. What's wrong with that? Well, st- even stars admitted FPPs have value and cashed out the value for everybody. Everybody got to cash out their FPPs. And yet, for some reason, even though they, they admitted FPPs have value, and we're going to give you money for them, for some reason, they felt it was right to keep anywhere between 1 and 24.99 FPPs of everybody. Like, wh- why is that right? That's like straight out of the movie Superman 3, or Office Space. Yeah. Well, knew they had value, they would it in a It was Rayfax. Right
2: they gave FPPs instead of Rayfax. Right. right. That, that's,
0: everybody that's,
2: knew it. it was like cash.
0: That, that, and that's what people said when I brought this up. People said hey FPPs don't really have value that they that was just a promotional thing no it isn't they promoted for so long don't play on full tilt we have better rake back than they do Full tilt may gave you 20% rake 27% rake back but we have rake back of our own that we call FPPs that's better and they they, they broke out the math they're showing you why the FPP version of rakeback is better than the direct rake back on full tilt so they they called it rake back to, to win business away from full tilt. But then, but then when it came to paying out the FPPs, suddenly they were just promotional points and they could do what they want with them. So they kept, why, why keep the, these FPPs? Why? They, they did this because they could. And when they were challenged on it, on 2 plus 2, the answer was actually, this is what the DOJ told us we could do. This was our agreement with them. We had to do what they directed us. Complete lie. Complete lie. They submitted their own plan to the DOJ, who said, "The FPPs, uh, what's that? Uh, yeah yeah okay fine that that's what the DOJ did I guarantee the DOJ you could put a gun to anyone's head of the DOJ and I don't I'm not suggesting that by the way nobody come and arrest me but you you could put a gun to anyone's head of the DOJ and say explain the FPP program on stars and none of them could now one of them could I guarantee that so they just accepted this they, they just say oh you're gonna you're gonna pay your players for the for the promotional points they made there oh great okay yeah sure go ahead and do that do you think the DOJ would have said no stars Give yeah. You know, I know you want to give more money back to U.S. citizens on your site, but no, give them less. We're demanding you give them less. We're demanding you hold back some of their FPPs and don't pay them for them. That's the only thing we're going to approve. Do not give them more. Give them less. They definitely yeah, would not have said that. It's
1: not a. It's not a matter of money that they would be possessing either. It's just money on stars' books in terms of what that what that represents. Of we owe this guy this much for this service provided. Essentially, I mean yeah. that's. Uh, yeah, so it's not like they seized FPP dollars. You know, exactly, and they're not going to free it up.
0: Yeah, they, they right. They can just give what they want, and there's nothing. By the way, there's no law against them paying out players. They can they can pay people whatever they want to pay. The the law was against money going in there, and you know, and then uh, uh, the cash outs were not against the law. It was the uh, the money going in, and uh, that's why they were able to cash out. And yeah,
2: well, when I cashed out, it says right on the bank statement, PokerStars ACH credit. So it's not like you know, it was, they were trying
0: to hide anything. Yeah. So the reason I'm bringing up the FPP process
2: was always legal.
0: Right. The reason I'm not bringing up the, the reason I'm bringing this up almost two years after the fact, this FPP thing, is that's an example, as is the Zoom poker thing we talked about, as is the Peachy Murr disaster. Peachy Murr was a player who was one of their uh, sponsored pros for a short time. A, a girl who lied about everything. I I knew her a little bit online. Never, never met her. Nobody met her except for one person, basically. But uh, peachy murr.
2: Well, there's a, there's a lot of examples that you don't even know about that they did that was shady.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I know. So they've done a lot of shady things, like peachy murr. As I was saying, she she multi-accounted, came in like second in a very big tournament for six figures, and it turned out it wasn't her playing. It was she. She gave her account over to her boyfriend Brad L, who I, I just saw the other day. He 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 actually played on her account. Stars knew about it and did nothing. Even though they've busted other people for multi-accounting, for some reason, pre where they didn't want to bust. And when it came, when this came out, Starr said, oh yeah, yeah, she did multi-account, but uh, it was an emergency. What the hell does that mean? So, <laughs> if, if I'm in the World Series of Poker this year, and um, I'm not feeling well, can I have Phil Helmuth come and play for me? Say it's an emergency, or if, if my mom's sick, can I say, sorry, I gotta go take care of my sick mom? I'm gonna designate uh, Phil Helmuth, or Sean Deeb, or some other great uh, No Limit Tournament player, to come... Uh, Come take over for me? I'd like to do that if I can. But it's it's outrageous. So the, the whole point is here, Stars has done a lot of things that while nowhere near unethical as UB and full till have done. They're, I'm not going to compare them. It's not even close. They're not even the same boat.
2: Yeah, it, I, I agree. I mean, they're by far the best. But to say that they're a saint or whatever, it's just not accurate.
0: I mean, yeah. So, so the, the, they don't have a... a uh, cheat the poker community every so often card they can keep using. They, they don't. So so, so that right. leads me to my next point. PLOL announced on Poker Fraud Alert today. It's kind of funny, of all things, to be announcing this on PokerFraudAlert.com, that he kind of committed a poker fraud against Poker Stars uh, through a, a kind of a accounting error. He got to cash out 1100 extra dollars that he was not entitled to. And once he's cashed it out and has received it, which he has there's really nothing they can do, so he has uh, essentially just rolled poker stars for eleven hundred bucks now most people, after rolling poker stars for eleven hundred bucks would probably keep quiet about it and just you know hope nothing happens and uh move on I- I've actually known well, people who've rolled I- I'm po- not most people yeah I've known people who've rolled poker sites before, but uh PLOL said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna brag about this." <laughs> so he went and posted on on Poker Fraud Alert a, a little brag about how he did this, and uh, you can go read it in the Flying Stupidity forum on uh, P on uh, Poker Fraud Alert posted by PLOL about how he rolled Poker Stars for eleven hundred bucks, and he got a lot of negative reaction from people saying that he's a thief.
2: Well, a lot, and let me say that I mean I tweet about the stupidest things, so why wouldn't I talk about this? Like. Of course, it's something I would talk about. I'm not like, you know, ashamed of it or whatever. And apparently, people think that it's my moral obligation to email them and say, "Hey, there's $1,100 in my account that isn't mine. Please take it out."
0: Yeah. So, what well, that, that's
2: the people do you think would actually do that. that, that that's I the mean, point I was going to get it, to. It's going to be close to zero.
0: Right. So, so that, that's number one is that everybody can get on their high horse and say, "Oh my God, you stole $1,100 from Poker stars. I think right. just about everybody listening to this show. You don't have to admit it, but I, I think you guys know, you listeners out there, if you went on Poker Stars and you saw you had $1,100 that you shouldn't have, and you knew you could hit cash out and it would instantaneously end up in your bank account, and they could not get it back, and you knew that you couldn't play on Poker Stars as an American, so it's not like they're going to close your account and rob you of the chance to continue playing there. That you're you're done there anyway, being an American citizen. So uh, you might as well. I think most of you would do it, and the few of you that wouldn't. Yeah. Probably wouldn't because you're hoping that stars will come back to the U.S. one day and you don't want to ruin it for yourself in the future. But if if, if God himself. You know it,
2: if stars comes back, the only thing they would ever do, because they don't care, they would say, hey, give us $1,100 look back. And I would probably just say, okay. And then I would be able to play there again. But they're not going to like. They haven't even contacted me yet because they don't care.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. You're probably right in that the worst they'll probably do is is uh, make you pay it back before returning. But I I, I have my doubts seriously that they will ever have a license to operate in the U.S. But yeah, look, the, I don't the, the reason I'm not outraged by this, the reason I'm not saying, oh my god, let's let's expose P.L.O.L. for being a thief and a scammer, blah blah blah, is that Poker Stars, like all online poker sites, cheats people sometimes. They do. I, I just gave you guys some examples where they consciously cheat people, they constantly keep people's money because they can and because there's nothing you can do about it. They do it on a small scale, usually. Full Tilt did it on a very large scale. UB did it on a very large scale. Other small sites do it on whatever scale they can do it. But the point is, I don't think stealing from organizations or people that steal, especially if they've stolen from you before, which if you're a US player you've been stolen from by stars because of the FPP thing not by a lot but you've been stolen from some you know we've all lost money at stars because of the FPP thing they kept some yeah, of our money I that had we should have the uh then I don't have a moral problem with it I I just don't I can't feel bad for stars in this case if stars just steals when they can get away with it as long as it doesn't hurt their PR too much if some guy can manage to get 1100 bucks out of them through a clerical error and keep it. Great, more power to them. I'm not saying everybody should run out and try to cheat stars. I'm saying that I think that's different than, than going and stealing $1,100 from a local business or stealing $1,100 bucks from a, a you know a corporation that hasn't really done anything. They, they are not.
2: Especially, especially when this is not something that I actively tried to do. You know, I didn't sit out and say, "Oh, I'm going to take $1,100 out." No, it just appeared in my account. I mean, it's almost as if you were walking and you found eleven hundred dollars on the ground.
0: Right. I mean, right. Right. He didn't. Right. He say, didn't. Hey, I found
2: this
0: money. Right. He didn't set out to do this either. He just found it. Yeah. It landed in his lap. It's it's similar to, um, you know, it's it's similar. I wouldn't say to finding something, but it's similar to like, uh, um, you you get your bill from the phone company and you know it's supposed to be, uh, um, two hundred dollars, but some for some reason you got a phantom credit on your bill. That you shouldn't have for 175, right. your bill's 25 bucks. Do you, do you call up AT and T and say, hey, "Hey, take this 175 dollars credit away? I shouldn't have that." Just about nobody's going to do that. Even if it's the, even if it's the technically the moral thing to do, just about nobody's going to do it. And that's the truth. And, and that's why all these people who are getting on their soapbox saying oh, this is so terrible, you'd probably do it too. First of all, yeah. and, and, and some of the people want some of the people want people to. I mean, it was way out of line. There
2: were people. I don't know if you saw this, but. They just post a picture of me and say, "Oh, you look like a lesbian."
0: Well, that happens all the time over there. People, people, whenever they're fighting with someone, they then they try to dig up a picture of you and then try to make fun of the picture. I mean, that happens all the time over there. But, uh, but the, the thing I'm saying here, and people are saying, you know, some people in the chat don't like. They're saying that I'm uh, being a hypocrite. No, I'm not being a hypocrite. I, I'm saying here, yeah, I don't, I don't I, I'm saying here that unless you're going to go out and say and call stars out for stealing FPPs, unless you're going to call them out for what they did with the Zoom thing. And everything else. If you if you're not gonna take them to task for that, if you're gonna go out and say how wonderful they are for buying full tilt and, and eventually getting us our money back, and not take them for task for things they've done to also steal, then don't get mad at someone who steals from them. That that's my that's that's how I feel, and I that's why I don't uh, people who steal from these poker these unregulated poker sites that just do whatever the hell they want. I, I don't think that uh, this. Is a problem, but what is a problem is I've actually just uh, I've ac- I was trying to add another call to this. Thanks to this, I- I've just lost. Here we go. I-, I hate the new Skype. Sorry guys, I, I lost you guys from uh, attempting to make another yeah. call, but. Uh, I'm back,
1: but you're you're just getting all worked up into something really good too. It was uh, it was exciting when
0: when we got cut off. <laughs> it's always the best moments when these things happen. But you know, some people may get mad about hearing. Some people get mad hearing me say things like this because they say, "Oh, you know, all." Oh, he's he's constantly talking about honesty and never stealing and being uh, you know never scamming. Blah blah blah. Like I, I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell you guys a little story. Nothing to do with with poker sites, but uh, I had a. Uh, a business that was doing work for me, actually for another business I had, and uh, that this business quoted a certain price, and uh, they were paid a lot of money in advance, didn't do the work right, just, just kept failing at every step, and I said at the end, I said, okay, fine. Um, you know what? Uh, even though you didn't do the job right, I'm, I'm going to be nice, and I'm going to pay you for the job you did. Just give me the money back. For the job, I paid you for the next job that you're going to do after this that you haven't even started on yet, and the that company said to me, "No, I'm not giving you that money back. I'm keeping it, even though there's even though I was not committed to that other job, even though I was just nice and paid them in advance." They said, uh, "Sorry, we're we're keeping this. We already have it. We'll give you at most half that back, or you can just let us do the job. We're holding it. Tough luck. That's your choice. Let us do half. You know, either get half of the money back for the next job." Or, or get none of it. Or you could have us do it. They totally had no right to do this. Well, a fight occurred back and forth. Finally, a chargeback was done. And believe it or not, I the company I was involved in won the chargeback. I was surprised but we won the chargeback, even though it was what I thought was past the statute of limitations. So we got back all the money. So the company came back and said, okay, well... You got back all the money, so can you pay us what you said you were going to pay us now? Yeah, right. I gave them the middle finger. I said, you tried to wow. steal from me, yeah. so guess what? You tried to steal from me, now I'm stealing from you. I'm not even stealing from you. You, you didn't complete the job. If I, you didn't, I have to throw away everything you did, so I didn't get anything out of your work anyway. But I'm not giving you what I promised before because you tried to steal from me. So I don't have a problem, and if, if this makes me a bad person, so be it. I don't have a problem stealing from those that steal from me. Especially if it's if it's just kind of um, it falls on my lap. So there's this thing about taking the high road, blah blah blah. I, I think that's crap. I, I I've always believed that uh, you treat people as they treat you. You treat companies as they treat you. If someone or something tries to steal from you, then steal from them. I I don't have a problem with that because uh um you know th- th- that's the consequence for being that way. So a company that does these things randomly Keeping people as FPPs, not paying people Properly for the Zoom tournaments And 20 other stories out there If they happen to make A mistake where you can get an extra 1100 bucks out of them, great, more power to you I'm not suggesting everybody Go out and intentionally try to cheat poker stars But I'm saying that if Money lands in your lap, don't feel bad About it, because you know what You've gotten ripped off By them at some point so, uh, yeah.
2: Well, and I'm kind of treating this as like a Zoom refund because I had sold 25% of myself in that event at 1.1 markup. And I took my backer share. I said, I'm going to give you your share back because I got this, you know, $1,100, even though it wasn't for Zoom. But I felt like that was the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's also a point that should be made here is that uh, you know he was playing in this tournament that uh, in this this Zoom tournament this, where the, where the uh, people were playing uh, very much on an unfair level, unfair playing field, and um, you know he, he felt hey I'm just trying to get my buy in from back in whatever way I have to do it. So you know, um, a lot of people who get up on their high horse and say that this sort of attitude is wrong. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see how they cheat someone or some company that cheats them. If a company cheats them, when they have the opportunity to get back over on that company, would they do it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: uh, I couldn't believe the amount of people who were saying, I'm a scumbag and a thief. I, I mean, I can guarantee you almost all those people would have done the exact same thing. The only thing they would have done differently is they wouldn't have posted about it. They wouldn't have made a threat about it.
0: Yeah, that's true, and that's that. And that's but whatever.
2: The... I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to hide anything. Like, you know, if people want to criticize me, it's fine.
1: You know, it really becomes a matter of whether or not it it becomes worth it for poker stars too to try to get that money back. Because let's just say oh, they're, it's,
2: they're not going to do anything. Instead, it was if it was
1: eleven hundred or if it was eleven thousand. You know, even then they're not necessarily going to. If it's one hundred and ten thousand, then they're probably yeah. going to go through some measures to say, "Hey, we made this goof. We'd really need to correct this goof." But you know, they know even though they have quote-unquote proof based on your own postings, which I don't think even would constitute proof, it's not going to be worth their effort to, to go after it. So, I mean, in a way, that's just that's the game that they're playing. I can
2: guarantee you they're not going
0: to do anything. They're not going to try and come after me. They haven't even
2: contacted me at all. They're not, I mean, it's $1,100. That's nothing to them.
0: Exactly, you know. Yeah, they're, they're not going to. And uh, you know, someone said in chat, I agree with Druff. I would never take a dime that's not mine, but if you try to fuck with me, game on. And while I don't think PokerStars tries to fuck with anyone directly, I, I do think they make some decisions that uh, definitely allows them to keep money that's not theirs, and that if there was a regulatory body over them that could monitor these decisions, a lot of these things they wouldn't be able to do. They wouldn't be able to keep everybody's FPPs. They wouldn't be able to do the Zoom tournament crap. They they would not get away with these things. So that's that's the those are the points I'm making here. And, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, so, Gordman just said in chat, this is a Something that's not um, that flattering to me, Druff. You have built a site dedicated to exposing and writing wrongs from poker sites to hopefully get back to a get back to a player what is due to him. What exactly does it say about your site? So I, I think what he's trying to say is that uh, I uh, when, when I'm trying to fight wrongs in the poker world, why, why should I come out here and say? That it doesn't bother me to see someone rolling a poker site, seeing the the reverse thing happening, and and I I just explained why because there's no nobody, we we I can come out here and complain all I want about the Zoom poker thing. I can complain about the FPPs all I want. Guess what? Stars is going to do nothing. They've made their decision. They don't give a crap of what I say. Uh, the-
2: yeah, well, and somebody on 2 says, oh, well, what if everybody did this and you know everybody got eleven hundred dollars? Like they would go bankrupt. Like if they accidentally put eleven hundred dollars in everybody's account, then they're retarded and they deserve to go bankrupt. It's such a dumb. Yeah, it's and, a di- it's and, a
1: different story then. Then they that that's where they're going to try to correct that situation. If they accidentally just yeah, you know, right. spit out eleven hundred bucks to all their players, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a hell of a party. Ready? You know,
0: imagine if that happened. Imagine if, like just every player just sees they've got eleven hundred dollars and everyone cashes it out and like store's like, fuck, what do I do now? Fuck, how do we get this back? Like. <laughs> So, I would actually laugh at that, but uh, but look, um, the the point is here that uh, we have no recourse when UB cheated everyone. What what could we do about it? Nothing. Eventually, they went out of business because they they had no money after Black Friday. But um, in the meantime, in those years in between, what did we do? What UB was still the number three site. How how was that? Why why wasn't anyone arrested? Who's who's been criminally charged from UB? Nobody. The only money we've gotten back is what they voluntarily gave us for appearances' sake, which wasn't even the right amount. Why? Because there is no one above them. There's no one regulating it. There's no one who gives any consequence to these sites for their decision. They are the judge, jury, and executioner of your money. They they, they say what they're going to give you, tough luck if you don't like it. So in the rare case, you can take something back. Take it. I mean, that's, a, that's all I get. I'm not like. Guys like Daniel Svetkov who stole like $100 million from these sites while payment processing, that's a different story. That's like a massive, massive theft. But you, you can get a little thing from them like 1100 bucks through a little error of theirs and keep it. Great. I, great. I, I, that's that's what I'm saying here. I, I, I just until a company acts ethically until they have a regulatory body making sure or some kind of something where, where they're forced to do the right thing. Not just they do the right thing when they feel like it or when it's going to be... Uh, only for good publicity. Until that happens, it's like the wild, wild west.
2: By the way, I don't think any of this belonged on 2 Plus 2. It has nothing... It's such a small issue and for a thread to be made about it in hundreds of posts, I mean, it's... There's just no reason for that. And the only reason it got posted over there is because Shane made a big deal about it.
0: Yeah, well, if they want to discuss it, they can. I mean, they they can discuss whatever they want over there, but uh, um, uh, the point is that... uh, we, we have no recourse about anything. I mean that's what the, the, the recourse we have as poker players is to go on sites like 2+ 2 and uh, to a lesser degree this site, just because it's smaller, and, and complain and hope that the complaining is loud enough to where they're afraid if they don't do something that bad publicity will cost them more than whatever they're doing to, to get away with, with keeping someone's money. That's the only recourse against any poker site, including poker stars. And uh, by the way, a little technicality here that might be true. Maybe we'll see if Pokerati Dan agrees with this. I, I got PM'd if PLL wanted to pay stars back. He couldn't anyway because they can't accept money from U.S. players. And, yeah. he, and he says that uh, there's a rep on 2plus2 that admitted this is true.
1: You know, I, I think it's about a, a matter of how the money is transferred, right? I mean, I think that there, there would be nothing preventing him from writing a check to you know poker stars executives uh, you know and or some some vehicle where they'd be able to accept money from somebody that isn't related to the gaming operations I mean I think that's the problem is using the same uh, mechanisms that transfer money on and off the table to pay people that that probably is legit that they they can't do that
0: yeah and uh, but someone asked about Eric Lindgren and his double Two million dollar loan that occurred when he was supposed to get a two million dollar loan, and they accidentally that, gave. That's a good question. Is that too much? They gave him four million, and um, yeah, I see. I, I would say that is that's too much. There's a like what's the amount? I don't know. Now, now if I could go back in time,
2: it's a little different when you're actually hurting the company because that's hurting the people that play on that site.
0: Well, yeah. So, so there's a question of like like at some point, is it becomes really huge. Um, like, like, let's say, let's say, somehow, if PLOL could get a hundred million from, uh, from, from Poker Stars, and, and get way, away if with it,
2: do I, that, I, I'm still going to try and catch it out. I, I have a feeling you, <laughs> still, I have a feeling
0: you still try to do it, but, uh, but you know, it's w- but I would still do it. Would I say that's okay? No, but uh, obviously, eleven hundred is very different. And, and as far as uh, Eric Lindgren, now, if you could see the future, that that Howard Letterer and friends are going to blow the money anyway. Then and steal player money anyway. Then then great. You steal, steal what you can. If I, if I could go back in time and roll full tilt, I would. Why? Because I wouldn't be stealing player money. I'd be stealing money that that otherwise is going to get stolen by Ray Bittar and Howard Lederer. So why not? But now you're,
1: but now you're getting into, this, into the kinds of rationalizations of like an, an armed bank robber could be like, hey, that bank did not have proper security to stop me from waving my gun in the face and uh, the tellers then giving me all this cash. You know, I mean like. Okay. You know,
2: it, it, there's a big difference when you're actively trying to, you know, take advantage of people or companies, and when okay, something yeah, yeah. falls all in your lap. I, I don't, I don't agree with that analogy.
0: Well, and I'm saying like, like, uh, with with uh, like the Lingren thing. Um, first of all, they were doing him a, f- a favor here. That that's that's one thing to take a look at here is this wasn't just a customer who happened to have something mm-hmm, land in his right. lap. They were doing him a big favor by lending him two million. So when a company's nice enough to lend you two million, and they accidentally send you an extra two million, or so incompetent they don't realize it, then you say, well, look, this company's being so nice to me, giving me two million dollar loan, with no interest. Uh, maybe I should be a nice guy back. Again, it all comes down to treating someone or something as it treats you so with lindgren full tilt was being extremely nice to him and and uh he gave them the big middle finger by by stealing another two million that they happened to give him uh you know he just quietly took it and blew it but well i mean he just got a bad beat i mean right like
1: if it turned out differently he would have had a lot more money he'd have given it back said here's your extra two million thanks a lot you know i turned it into six more for me that was the plan i think so yeah
0: he was was just just gambling it for them but uh yeah, so I mean that that's a totally different story anyway. But uh, yeah, it, a, a small amount of money that that you can get off of a poker site, uh, one that that has been known to screw people out of similar small amounts of money. I, I don't see a problem with it especially if it just lands in your lap. So uh, wh- whatever, that's the, I, I don't want to spend the whole show discussing this. You guys may not agree with me. Some of you may agree with me. But before you condemn me and condemn PLOL for having. This point of view, honestly, put yourself in PLOL shoes, put yourself in the shoes that you think you're going on there to cash out twenty two bucks and you have eleven twenty two. Are you going to really email poker stars and say, "Uh, can you take eleven hundred back out of my account? Are you really going to do that? Are you honestly going to do that? You, listeners out here, are you honestly going to really do that? Are you going to ask them to take away that 1100 from you before cashing out, or are you just going to hit the button and hope they don't notice? That's, that's that's the question, and I think most of you are hitting that button and hope they don't notice. So, And if that is what you're doing, then don't judge PLOL, and don't judge me for not being outraged by what he's done. So um, should he have uh, have bragged about this? I you know maybe that was taking it a little bit uh, too far, but uh, um, that's that's not really the issue here. The issue is is this right or is it wrong? And uh, you know if if a, if a s my opinion in I, I general
2: mean, me, me making a post about it it's sort of irrelevant. I mean people were saying oh I'm I'm looking for attention or something,
0: but
2: I had no idea that it would it would blow up to the amount that it did.
0: My 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 attitude is. Uh, it's kind con- with no regulation in this industry it's almost like the wild wild West in that they they look out for themselves they make a decision constantly every poker site all they ever do is make decisions based upon self-interest the, the only time they th- these sites ever rule in your favor is when they don't want the negative publicity or they don't want to lose your business but but uh, rarely are they doing this because they feel they morally owe you something yeah. so so you are also acting in your own interest in, because there's nobody there's no regulatory body over you or over the poker sites to make sure that everybody does the right thing so they're acting in their interest you act in your interest until there's regulation everybody needs to act in their own interest because if they only act in their interest but you also act in their interest guess what you're going to get a, a big thing up your ass eventually I mean that's what's going to happen so so you you have to look out for yourself and that's that's my point here you should. I'm not saying actively try to steal from them, but look out for yourself. Look out for your interests ahead of these poker sites because they're looking out for their own interests, and there's there's no one that can make them look out for your interests right now. When when poker online poker becomes legal legalized and regulated in the U.S. it's a different story. So uh, um, it, it's similar to like if I find an error on one of my bills. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, hold on. Um. Thank you for having me on. But
0: I'm going Oh, you gotta take off. All right. Thank you for yeah. coming on to PLOL. Interesting discussion we had here. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So it's PLOL, first time on this show. I guess he was on a previous show that I was part of. And I, I was going to say, on my bills, like if I get a phone bill, like I, the example I made before, and I see they, they gave me some credit I wasn't expecting, that I really didn't deserve. They made a mistake, gave me $30 credit, $50 credit I wasn't supposed to get. Do I call up and say, hey, you made a mistake? I, I You charged me that extra $50 again? No. Why? Because I look at my bill to make sure that it's correct I I look at my bill to make sure that I am not being asked to pay something that's wrong that's that will cost me more money than it should they also need to do that on their end they need to monitor their their own bills and make sure that they are billing me properly so I'm not going to volunteer to them if they've made a mistake in my favor now if they come to me afterwards and say hey we screwed up we're fixing it. We're charging you fifty extra this month. We accidentally give you a fifty dollar credit last month. I'll say, all right, cool, no problem. You you know you caught it. It's uh, you're right. You caught your own mistake. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna argue.
1: I just I find it interesting where, where people draw their lines. I can think of uh, playing blackjack. You know, have you ever been paid when you weren't supposed to get paid on a blackjack hand? Like you know, I'm taking that those chips back you know really quickly there before they realize their mistake and maybe throwing the dealer a tip on the next hand you know pretty quickly but uh um you know so i think lots of people will take that you could use the argument that well gosh that's hurting the casino company because you know if everybody did that but uh you know there's going to be these errors along the way and uh you know yeah it's it,
0: uh you're right and and in fact uh i just happened to read a post again i made on another site just i forgot how i found it i think or Google or something and I found an old thing I wrote where a guy made a post exactly what you're describing where he had a blackjack hand and uh, he got overpaid nobody noticed was it right of him to keep the money he knew it was a mistake he kept the money he said nothing no one caught anything so he said should, should I have kept the money or am I a bad person and so some people were kind of mixed on it and I came out and said definitely keep the money because um, first of all, there's mistakes that are made against you all the time, and if you don't catch them, uh, you know they just keep your money. I'm sure it's happened before where you know, they, you know you you push with the dealer and they they take your money and you don't notice, or things like that. Uh, but uh, or you think they paid you and they actually just uh, thought you pushed and you just grabbed the same stack and don't realize it. So not only does that happen, but the casinos will try to take from you whenever they can. And I told a little story. I won't tell the whole thing again, but. Casinos are constantly trying to confiscate big chips from people, like the five K chips. Uh, they try to find any excuse to do that, even if they don't really believe you stole them.
1: You know, i I, I agree with the, I agree with you on that too. Where I mean, I've definitely experienced casinos that uh, have not, not basically I've had casinos that have owed me money, and uh, they will make their corporate assessment that, like, you know what we think we're good enough here that you know we're not going to not going to pay this guy what we what we owe him. And that's where you know you, uh, where you're talking about in what what exists in the unregulated world versus the regulated world. I mean, you're right that obviously having some sort of regulations to have some recourse in the in these situations is better, but you know, I don't think that's necessarily the the big savior of everything too there it, with these casinos. I mean, you can just see the numbers, the big busts if you will caesars getting getting you know busted big time for for having that one big whale guy where they were just getting him loaded and uh you know where he ended up being sued they got oh, yeah, sued the Oriental many dollars. That, yeah. you know and uh they got they got fined for some uh underage gambling issues uh you know all these things that are supposedly what they're keeping control of we see them getting Fines for this sort of stuff. Uh, the palms just agreed to settle something with gaming to pay a million dollars of a fine for a, a drugs and prostitution uh, charges. Uh, yeah, yeah, or clubs, an undercover yeah, state
0: We actually talked about that. One of the, I think actually we made a, a prank call regarding it for just recently. You right. know, so so
1: they they they, uh, you know, if, if those are the ones that they're they're pleading guilty to or or settling for, you can imagine things that they're getting getting away with as well. And I mean, that's just, I mean. I don't know there's just tons of that around yeah, this entire you, city you, it's
0: a, you, Right you always have to look out for your own Interests and, and especially against Entities that are really looking out for Theirs because if you look out for their, interest, their Interests and they're looking out For their interests they're always going to come out on top Because they, but
1: there is, yeah, there is an element though of like in an unregulated World where you're drawing dead I mean that's the issue With the poker stars like I mean I, I always felt even Before Black Friday that they're too powerful, because you could see whatever that was in six or seven when there was the winner of the big tournament that turned out to be multi accounting and they uh, uh, took her million plus winnings away, yeah, like you know I always thought that that 's terrible that a company could on its own decide that you've violated their terms of service, and therefore now we 're going to take all your money and you have no recourse except to you know, make a claim in a court on this little island where clearly we're very influential. Like you know, yeah, but, yeah. You uh, have
0: no. Now, I think in that in that situation, they did the. They happen to get it right, but but I think the point you're making is that they have the power to do this on their own, and that you have no recourse if they are wrong.
1: And, right, right. So so Caesars or an independent casino like the Palms or Cosmopolitan or wherever may do a, a customer wrong here and there, but at least you have the the recourse. You have the ability to to to. Uh, file suits in an American court system to file complaints with different gaming boards that hold other, uh, you know, that, that can hold them accountable for other things. You know I mean? Like, I mean that, that Palm situation for the, the drugs and prostitution, you know, they're kind of going, okay, well, it's just in our interest to pay this million bucks to get gaming off our back because we don't need, we don't need uh gaming bugging us. And I mean, I remember they faced that problem too, with, uh, a big scam tournament back in 07, the, uh, uh, what was it? It was the uh, team as a team poker event that where the guy ran off with the money and uh I'm not sure what the situation is for the epic poker tournament, uh that you know, but uh and anyway, so I mean there are ways that like, you know, people are held accountable in some ways. That's the pro- the difference is with the poker star situation is the buck stops with Esai at or, you know, I guess not Esi anymore, but Mark in Isle of Man and that's that's the final, you know, that's the the final decision maker in all these things.
0: Yeah, yeah, and one other thing that I, before I go, I I didn't want to really turn this into a bash stars show, but I, I just want people to understand that you know even if stars was the best of all the companies that they're not saints. Uh, they they just do a lot of things that that are unfair, and they they have the final say. Uh, you guys may remember a few years ago, uh, one of the partners I had on uh, another site, uh, Reggie Man. He had a number of people he staked in tournaments over there on Poker Stars, and one of them was Brad L, who you know happens to be the uh, <laughs> Uh, the same guy who multi-accounted with P.T. Murr, but uh, this is a different story. He was not multi-accounting here. He was playing on his own account. And uh, he won a big tournament, like uh, $500,000 or something, on Poker PokerStars. Completely legitimately, Brad L. won this one. Except he won it with Reggie Man's money. Reggie Man sent him the money to play. Reggie Man had been staking him all the time. But there was a very clear paper trail that... Reggie Man would send money to Brad L. Brad L would then immediately put this into a tournament and play. And for a while he lost. Then he finally hit the big score. Much as what happens with a lot of tournament players where they uh, you know, they lose for a while until they finally finish really high up in a big tournament. So Brad L finally made good. Hit his 500k score. As per their agreement, 250k was to go to Reggie Man. 250k stayed with Brad. Well, the problem was that Stars told Reggie, man, he can't cash out this 250 Even though he could prove, and they admitted that he was the one funding Brad L to play these tournaments, they said, no, we're not letting you cash it out. You have to clear some obscene number of hands at, at high limits, you know, basically clear what they call VPPs in order to cash this money out. Because, uh, and they said, we don't act as a bank. We don't let people just win a lot of money and just send it to other people to cash out who weren't playing. And Reggie Man's like, now this isn't what's going on. It's not like Brad is sending money to his girlfriend. Brad is sending money to the person who enabled him to play. And the outrageous thing was that Stars was happy to take the rake that Brad L kept paying while he was losing. That that Man was funding. They were happy to take that. But then finally when Brad L scores, the the guy who was enabling the whole thing, and they, they saw for sure was enabling it, they wouldn't let him take his half. So Reggie Man tried to clear it out and ran bad and lost some money and I don't know how much he ended up getting out. But um I, I found this to be outrageous. I found it outrageous that the you know there were so many people staking other people on poker stars. This the staking operation was, was a huge thing in the online tournament scene. It still is. A lot of staking going on. How can you not allow a staker to cash out his half if he can prove he was the staker?
1: Do most, of the, do most of those stakers have the necessary VPP points? So that's why it just hadn't been an issue that had, had arisen before?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. But this was the first I'd heard of it. But for sure, that's what was happening. And they at no point did they doubt that he was staking Brad. They said, yeah, OK, we see. You're staking Brad. Thank you. But no, you can't. You can't. You Our policies, you have to play this out. And I couldn't believe it. That was another example of them just doing something that was very wrong. So, so I mean, th- these are just various things. Again, not like full tilt stealing everyone's money, not like you be looking at your whole cards. Those are orders of magnitude worse, and I'm not gonna put them anywhere near the same level. But if you're stealing from a company that does all that type of shit there that I just described on this show, if you're getting eleven hundred bucks that falls in your lap, big deal. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna say, Oh my god, how can you do that to poker stars? I'm not I'm just not gonna say it. They they, it was their fault for letting this happen. When I say their fault, I mean like they. He didn't, you know, charge something and then charge back and, and, and steal money that way. They accidentally gave him eleven hundred dollars they shouldn't have. He cashed it out before they noticed. So be it. Let me move on to another topic here. i talked a lot longer on this than I thought I would. Um, now we're going to move on to another. Uh, I shouldn't say uh, ethical dispute, but I but I will actually use this uh, next topic. To show you what I definitely wouldn't do. Even if I had the chance to do it. Because that, that's something I do kind of feel is, uh, um, is more of a, an active thing of stealing. Um, Bovada, formerly Bodog, is still in business. They still offer poker and uh, sports to U.S. players. Something I'll say about Bodog and Bovada is that even though their customer service is awful, and even though they do stupid and foolish things at times, they are generally an honest company in my experience with them and from what I've been watching others experience with them, in which um, I, I just don't hear stories of them cheating people. I hear a lot of stories of them making dumb customer service decisions and being rude to people and being incompetent i hear the incomp the incompetence thing i hear constantly and i've experienced it constantly as a player on there but not outright cheating of people they're they're, they're especially as far as sports books go which are known to be especially shady on the internet they 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 seem very honest so this is where it gets really weird um bad guy 23 who doesn't have an honest reputation here? He's uh, he's someone who's called up our show before and bragged about calling up uh, restaurants and uh, scamming them for free food, and uh, he's been accused of other scams before. Bad guy twenty three doesn't have the best and most honest reputation. He's an entertaining guy, but he, he's not known for for being honest. Well, he has an interesting dispute with Bovada. Now he does bet sports a lot. And up till now, I believe he had a pretty clean slate with Bovada. I don't believe he had any uh, issues with them prior to this on either side. But uh, on January 1st, 2013, he went and made a Western Union deposit to bet on some sports. Uh, The way Western Union deposits work for Bovada is you call them up, say, I want to make a Western Union deposit. They say, OK, how much? You tell them the exact amount you want to make. They then give you the name of some shady Filipino or Filipina that you will go send the money to at a local Western Union. Then you go down to Western Union, send the money to that Filipino person, lie to Western Union and claim it's someone you know, blah, blah, blah. Once the money gets to that person, or once you have the the money control number, the MTCN, the money transfer control number, you call Bodog back, tell them here's the money control number, then they have that Filipino check that it's really there and pick up the money. Once they've actually physically picked up the money, which usually takes about 30 to 45 minutes, they put the money in your account and also give you back the fees in your account. That's the way I've actually been depositing to Bodog slash Bovada over the last few years. Because there's no fees. You know, you just get it all back. It's kind of weird and shady, but it works. Anyway, on January 1st, this is exactly what Bad Guy 23 went and did. And he got his money. He bet on some sports. Over the next seven days, he did quite well. And and, uh, I think he won like 12K. Either won 12K or ran his roll to 12K. I think he deposited like 2K. The exact numbers aren't important. But uh, it it went up to like 12K. And uh, he went to go cash out. And I don't know. Actually, I can't tell you for sure if they went to cash out. I know that they contacted him. About seven days later And said to him Guess what your western deposit Your western union deposit was no good And he said what what do you mean it's no good You guys are supposed to verify the money was there Before giving me the money you can't tell me seven days later It's no good They said sorry it's no good The money control number you gave was, was bogus it's, it's uh, There's there's no money under that number We, we mistakenly credited you uh, We're not only taking that money back but we're taking back all the bets you made that won. So obviously he was very angry about this and accused them of scamming him. Uh, They looked into it and found a post by our own user Yebsite, who's been accused of some things recently himself, but they found an old post by Yebsite where Yebsite was posting a chat log of bad guy bragging that he could teach Yebsite how to uh, roll some other site. So Bodog's, Bovada's like Well we're reading All about what a scammer you are And we're reading all about you bragging about uh, How you can cheat all these other sites Obviously you're trying to cheat us here So now we're especially not uh, Listening to anything you say I guess bad guy saying in chat he did try to cash out And that's, what, that's kind of what uh, Set all this in motion So on the surface it really sounds like Bad guy despite his reputation Is right because Western Union uh, th- That's the thing where they verify the money's there Before they give you the credit So if they made a mistake verifying the money was there Then at the very least All they should do is, is uh, Take the money back that you deposited But let your bets stand Provided that you could prove you really made a deposit that day So let's say, let's say he gave them the wrong money control number Or let's say they heard it wrong Whatever um, If they happen to Wrongfully believe that the money was there and then later, he could prove he really did send the money on January first when he said he did, and they just didn't get the money control number right. Uh, they they should say, okay, your bets are all good, and if we didn't get the money, we'll just subtract that from your balance, and you can get you can get the money back from Western Union yourself. But that's not what happened. So I thought bad guy was right, and so he actually went to this uh, kind of watchdog. Site called the OSGA they, they don't have Any official power over Bovada but They uh, I guess Bovada is like a member Of them it's the the uh, offshore gaming Association and you can go To them to as kind of like mediators And they have a lot of influence over these sites So uh, they actually So a guy from the OSGA contacted Me and said hey what do you think of this uh, I, I'm thinking I, I'm just gonna Tell bad guy forget it because uh, He seems like a scammer to me and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I explained to him, I don't care what bad guy's reputation is. This story speaks for itself. They're, you know, they, they don't put money in your account on, on Bovada until they verified it's there. So if they made a mistake verifying it was there and he really deposited it on that day like he said and can prove it, this is a non-issue. He should definitely keep the money. So I talked the guy into investigating it from the OSGA. Well, the guy investigated it. And he came back to me with the following. In fact, I'll read his letter, part of the letter. This did turn out to be Bad Guy 23 trying to get over on Bovada. He deposited on January 1st, and that is one of the very few days a year Western Union cannot be verified. I'm sure he knew this. As a courtesy to players, Bovada credited players' accounts until their Western Union processor was again open. Then he fired away on New Year's Day, making huge wagers and winning. When, when Bovada went to verify and pick up the money It was not there It was only after he won the initial few bets That the correct control number was given to Bovada So what he was trying to say here This this guy from the OSGA After asking Bovada about this Is that what Bad Guy did Is Bad Guy knew that on January 1st, being New Year's That they could not verify Whether the money control number was correct or not So, you know, Bad Guy could have just sat home And done nothing And called up and said, oh uh, yeah, hey, I put in $2,000 Here's a money control number Just rattled, rattled off Totally fake numbers to them And they would have given him 2000 anyway Just believing it Because they can't verify it on the January 1st So he's saying that they gave it to him on credit Believing that it was probably real And then found out later It was fake And by then he had bet on all these big games Figuring if he loses That he just doesn't have to worry Because he gave him a fake money control number uh, And they can't collect any money And he can just get back the money from Western Union And if he wins Then he can give him the right one And say hey look I did deposit on the right date and then they'll, you know, then they'll use the right one and pick up the money. But in the meantime, he's up a lot of money. So basically, it's a free roll for him. So that's what this guy from the OSGA was saying. This guy named Jim, and said, "Sorry, we're, you know, we're, we're finding for Bovada on this one. We're not, we're not getting involved any further." So I, I thought, well, this is kind of clever of bad guy twenty three to try to pull, uh, but it looks like they caught him, and it looks like he was trying to scam them, and they weren't having it. They they figured out what he was pulling
1: how do you feel how do you feel
0: that you were you were buying into that that i was what i mean you you were you were looking at
1: it going okay bovada is a company that they're on the legit side and bad guy has has a history of of doing sketchy things but you looked at it and you were like kind of hey it looks like bad guy is the good guy in this in this situation and uh you know it was that uh, uh, rough to to see to say. Oh, yeah, you were you were actually a little. They looked in a little bit further and found that uh, mean, it mean, was as you would expect that well, bad guy right, was he, the
0: bad guy. You right. actually was like embarrassed to to have you know like stood up for bad guy here. Well, well, the, actually the story continues. It's not it's not over yet. I mean, he's calling in here, but uh, I'll, I'll take his call in a second. Bad guy, just hang on. Don't call in just yet.
1: Yeah, I, sorry, sorry, I, I didn't
0: mean to derail. I, I will I will have you on though, bad guy. Um, so I posted my findings, and I, I actually believed this guy at first, this this guy, Jim from the OSGA, who who was only operating on what uh, Bovada told him. But I, I believed that bad guy, both based on his history and based upon the fact that I had my own experience with Bovada a year ago on January 1st, 2012, where I deposited on January 1st, and that exact thing happened, where they gave me credit before they could verify the money on January 1st. This really happened to me, too, except my money control number wasn't bad, so the next day I guess they went and really got the money. and I never heard anything further. But I knew that that part was true, that on January 1st, uh, they can't verify it. So, I thought probably Bad Guy knew about this and decided to exploit it. And, uh, and they caught on to it. However, Bad Guy is now insisting that is not the case. That despite his reputation, despite the fact that it was January 1st, that he gave them the right money control number that he's sure of it and that he wants them to pull the recording because they do record every call over at Bovada they've done this for years they record every minute of every call And bad guy I will, I will be answering in a second I see you keep calling in but that he wants them to pull the recording and listen to his call on January 1st that he gave them the right money control number now if he did guess what then there's no way that he is guilty then for sure he's innocent, and for sure he deserves every penny he made on there. If he gave the right money control number. If they messed it up on their end, for sure that's their fault, and they have to honor everything. But he's insisting he gave the right one, he's insisting he was not scamming, he's insisting he did not know about this January 1st thing until it came out from this whole investigation. It was just a coincidence it was on January 1st. And that, uh, furthermore, he says, why did it take them seven days to discover this? Why would they tell him about this on January 8th if they were to go down and pick up the money on January 2nd and not find it why wouldn't they come to him then so he thinks that this is an excuse on their part to roll him so I'm really perplexed he's insisting over and over that he wants these tapes pulled and that they'll exonerate him insisting over and over and he does bring up a valid point why did it take seven days and on the other hand Bovada is known as an honest site. Would they actually do this to cheat, intentionally cheat someone out of twelve k? I've just never known them to do that. I, I've played on there forever. They've never tried to cheat me. They've never tried to cheat anyone I know. They've done a lot of dumb, incompetent, lame things, but they've never cheated. So I don't get this. I I would expect Lock Poker to try to cheat you in this way. Bovada, I wouldn't expect this of them. But on the other hand, bad guys insisting it. But on the other hand, bad guy doesn't have the best reputation. So I don't know. I'm really at a loss for what's happening. So I've told bad guy, try to get this OSGA guy to press to release those tapes to hear if that money control number is the right one that you gave on the first. Now, if you accidentally gave the wrong one on the first, I hate to say it, but even if it wasn't intentional, I can see why it looks really bad for you and then you really have no recourse. I can see why no one's going to believe you at that point. But if the money control number is correct, then bad guy for sure is innocent. So I, I would love to hear what happens with these tapes. I would love if these tapes come out and we find out either way whether bad guy was guilty or innocent. And if we can find out if you know they're rolling him or if he was trying to roll them and got caught, it's a really tough one. And um, I don't know what to think. Now, bad guy, I, I'd like you, he says he has an update on the tape. So bad guy, call in here now. Seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two, eight three five five. Someone said in chat when you're trying to defend someone called bad guy, you're fighting an uphill battle. You don't know how much. I mean, this <laughs> this is a guy who's been on the show before, like you know, calling up uh, places to scam them out of free food. I mean, this is someone. He he was bragging to yep site about how to cheat other poker sites. This is someone who who doesn't have the best reputation, but that uh, but still, uh, I, I would like to know. Seven seven days seems kind of
1: legit i think like once you see a, up if you're working at bovada and you recognize a problem and there's a twelve thousand dollar problem you've got to suddenly pass it up to up the up the ladder somewhat so it's not a shock that it would take a few days for them to do their own due diligence before they contacted the guy to try to rectify the situation
0: maybe but the the, the problem is you think you could at least like suspend the account and just let him keep making bets in the meantime and you know, possibly win them and then say sorry. Yeah, you true, get the money. true enough.
1: Because if he just lost, then it's a different.
0: Uh, but ma- ma- maybe they if took I the lost. Maybe...
2: They would have been emailing me and asking me for the money. That's first off.
0: Well, it sure. will, well, they
2: couldn't really pick it
0: up. It's possible they it took the attitude of if you were trying to scam them, screw you. I don't care if you made winning bets; we'll take them away. And if you were innocent and, and we even were investigating, if it okay, turned well, out. Every... I
2: got an update. I talked to their head security later. Name wait, 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 wait!
0: Hold on. If if you got an update, then we have to do this. Okay, go on with your update.
2: Okay, I called and spoke with her today. I called Calm, and uh, she goes, uh, uh, I'll pull the tapes for you, uh, but we're not saying that you gave the wrong control number. We're just saying we went to try to pick it up. We couldn't pick it up. This is her new thing that she's saying. Like I told you, they they shied away from the MTC number. And let me tell you why I know the MTC number is 100% right, Drew. When, when I called to get a payout, and I called to get an update. The lady from the customer service told me, oh, well, we're having trouble picking up your uh, Western Union. I said, what are you talking about? This is on the 8th. And she repeated the number back to me that they have on file. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. yeah. And I sat there and went, I said, no, that's 100% the right one. So that's how I know that I didn't say the wrong control number because when the lady spoke to me from the customer service, she 100%. Verified that that was the number that they had on. So so, so what's here, Here's what I think. Here's what I think happened, Jeff. Those names are good for 48 hours. They dropped the ball here, didn't get around to it, and I, I believe this in my heart is what happened. And then when they, you know, well, how can we? Then they dig into this stuff about me and whatever, because I wasn't calling and being real nice when this all went after this went down. I went a little crazy. You know how I can get. And so, <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, man. The bottom line here is, I don't care if I scan the. If I was going to scam here, first off, why would I use my real name? If if this is like a loophole in their system, why use my real name? Then how am I getting the money off the site? I didn't play one hand of poker to dump anybody. I mean, what would have been the point? How was I going to get the money off the site if this was a big scam? And I never knew anything about a January 1st loophole. And the thing is, that guy contacted me today, Jim. And he says he thinks that they jumped the gun. I, I put the what he wrote
0: to me up in the chat. I don't know if you've seen it. Well, well hang on Wait, a second. Said, uh, but I think yeah. I think Pokerati po- Dan has to go here. Pokerati, po- you, you have to take off.
1: Yeah, I'm checking out. Not uh, not because uh, I've lost interest in the show, but uh, just because I got to take care of some business. Oh, no problem. Uh, so uh, thank
0: you. Thank you for being on here. Uh, enjoyed having you as like a uh, semi co host and uh, for part of the show. And uh, uh, yeah, feel free to come back anytime. I like having you on here.
1: Okay, it was a pleasure. Talk to you guys later. Thank
0: you. Bye. So, so that's uh, Pokerati Dan. Return after, uh, the return, not really return. First time on this show, and the return to shows I've been doing. But uh,
2: so anyway, listen. She's gonna pull the tapes tomorrow. But here's the thing. She won't send them to me. I can call them and listen to the tapes. But they they don't. They won't send the recording. Well,
0: I have tape. an idea. Why don't you just record it yourself?
2: Yeah. No, I will. Hundred percent. But that's what I told her. And then that's when she said, "Well, if our decision's final here." from upper management, it's not going to matter if you said the right control number. We couldn't pick the money up. And I just said, you know, I just wanted, I said, I want to do this because everybody online thinks now that I was trying to free roll you guys, and, you know, I didn't give you guys the right information. I just want to, I mean, I was real nice to her so that I, she does pull these tapes. And I can prove without a shadow of a doubt that she's full of shit and that they dropped the ball here and they're just using this excuse not to pay me. Okay, well... And, you know, they waited until I lost... Another thing. They waited until I had a real bad day, and then that's when they pulled the plug on my account, just so you know that, too. I think they were waiting for that also. Well, this guy's betting. I mean, I never changed the way I bet. This wasn't like, oh, I came on there and hurried up and rent and then bet all my money, and then, you know, that didn't happen here. I I built this up over, like, nine or ten games, and I never... You oh, know, so, you're, so you're saying that you're, you were
0: betting your usual bets uh, on, on these games? You weren't? You didn't just go fire yeah, a huge no, on January first? I,
2: I couldn't. They have a limit on me. Even I, I have a limit. I can only bet a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's on what most
0: games. people have on there is a thousand. But, but you weren't going like from betting you know a hundred a game or two hundred a game to 1, a thousand no, a game, cool. like you?
2: I bet the same the whole time, man. The whole time I'm over there, I bet the same thing. They're full of shit here, man. This is a joke. I mean, so they can suck a dick. I mean, they're lying.
3: Yeah, well, and, okay. and
2: it, you know, it went from one thing to another with these people, man. You know, at first it was like, "Oh, well, we we'll see what you wrote." And the thing I wrote to the website it is skewed a little bit, and it's nothing to do with this, man. It was a joke. I was
0: jagging with the. Well, I, I don't of know if it was I a joke. The, the point is here. While well, I believe that, how can you, you rip, here? How can you whip a uh, bookie off using Western Union? Well, I, I mean, well say, no, the, the verify, way it was suggested, you, the way it was suggested would actually work. Uh, if if they didn't catch it, they, this would actually be a very clever plan, albeit a dishonest one, but it would be a very clever plan on January 1st or a similar date like that to call up, deposit Western Union, uh, give them a, a wrong but a close money control number... Uh, okay. If you lose, then just, uh, you know, provided you don't ever want to play there again, just uh, go get the refund from Western Union, and you, you're, you're out no money. If you win, then, then when they come you. to why you and say I, there's a problem, on, then, then you a good correct question it. Here. I'm going to cut you off, because this is a good question.
2: Why am, So you're saying, well, this is a clever plan. Well, I won my first, but it was the Rose Bowl. So why in the pits would I have pulled it back? What would have been the point? If well, you, I knew what they what do you mean pulled it back? Until the next day, I, I hadn't all that time. What would be the point of ever pulling it back? Pulling what back? You're, I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, you can make a deposit, the and then you know they're going to pick it up to the next day, and then if you lose, you, you pull the money back. So, I didn't lose. Okay, I won my first nine bets. So, Well, that's why, the whole point. Would I, would once you
0: this? once you win, then then you then then when they come to you and say, "Hey, the 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 deposit was bad." Then say, "Oh, wait, what was the money control number?" Then they say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you got it off by one digit. Here it is." Okay, you can get the money now. That then it should still be there. That's that, that's that's the way where if you win, you let them take it, because you've already won money. If if you lose, then you don't let them right, take. Right,
2: but that's what I'm saying here. So, why would I have ever pulled it back? So, what would've been my angle here to pull it back? No, I don't think I but mean, you told so me the
0: I, money's still there in Western Union.
2: Right. No. Exactly. It was there until the fifteenth. Until I said, until I, they're not giving me the money. I had to request a refund, which well, I still that's haven't the whole point.
0: Yet. No, Well, then there's nothing wrong. What they're, what they're claiming you did here, and I'm not saying you did it. I'm saying what they're claiming, is is possible if you gave the wrong money control number. However, if you gave the right her, I one,
2: actually, she though. already knows that I didn't give the wrong yeah, control yeah, if, number. If, if you she, gave the right said, one, it's not going to matter. She well, I don't see how it could.
0: I don't see how it couldn't be. If you gave the right one, there's no way you could have scammed them here. There's absolutely no way you get a well, scam. I'm telling
2: you, that's exactly what you said. It's not going to matter. Our decision is final. But I will pull the tape for you. You can call back here and I'll put a note well,
0: in your Okay, What I would suggest is record. This, this is what I would suggest. Because sometimes you got to like humiliate these companies into doing the right thing. Okay, Here's what I would suggest. Secretly record them playing you the tapes. Once, they, once okay. they're playing you the tapes, then make an MP3 of that recording. And then... Also, you know, then take the uh, whatever documentation you have from that deposit on January 1st. Show that whatever's in that documentation of that money control number matches what you said on the phone to provide. Uh, I, got a, I
2: got a receipt, and I also got a letter from Western Union telling me it was refunded. That's it, what I'm i so, all. So, so, so if you have it, a number... With the same control okay. number on it. If you, both, it, both, if both, you both. have a control oh, number you.
0: on your documentation that matches what you said both in that phone them. call, then you can send that to that guy from the OSGA and say, look... Your theory about me and what Bovada claims about I did is incorrect because I gave a right money control number, so there is zero possibility for me to have scammed them. There's just no way I could have done it. It's not physically possible to have done. And then, right. and then, and then at that point, see what he says. I'll tell you about this OSGA guy. He seemed like a bright guy. He he writes very well. He seems like he's with it, and knows what's going on. And no, he that's like, why I
2: went to him. I know he doesn't have like he's not in their back pocket. Yeah, XBR, he didn't do you think look, they would have helped me. I mean, no way. He I mean, looked, they, so, so he, he looked like, like ten grand a month.
0: He, he well, you, you think he? he what well, you're saying? He, he did. No, I think help. that
2: SBR gets paid from Bogota and shit. So if I went to them, they'd have been like, "Get the fuck out of here." I mean, would, well, would so be I, so I, sure, I, went to this guy.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. So I, I think this guy here. Um, if and I, at least I've been talking to him, and I, he's been willing to deal with me. I, I, to tell you the truth, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to continue to deal with him uh, on your behalf here until I have some more evidence. T- right. I don't want to put your
2: name out there and like you're so, defending me and you so, think that I'm wrong, but so, I will give you these tapes. I will promise you without a shadow of a doubt that the MTCN number I gave them, is the right one because I'll tell you why because one of them heard the answer when they told me about this being shut down it wasn't the security department it was the lady and she checked the number with me to make sure it was right because that's just what they would well, do well okay you know? so if, if it's no right one. you're
0: in the right I, I cannot think of a scenario if the money control number is right to where you could have been scamming them I just I, I can't see if, if they uh, uh, if they weren't able to uh, so here's an interesting thing being brought up by uh, T.A. Miller and by the way so this is not T.A. Miller your ex-girlfriend this is a, a, yeah, a separate user he he actually thought this was his ex-girlfriend. But T.A. Miller said that they're saying they couldn't pick up the money, not that the money control number was bad. The runner was likely flagged by Western Union, so they couldn't pick it up. So what he's trying to say here is that, uh, that, that they but just I couldn't...
2: believe this was 100% their processor's fault. I, that's what I've been yeah, telling yeah, you on so, the, when so, I was but that, writing but that's on them. I believe that, but they're blaming me now because they have all this stuff. Yeah, so, but that's so on them. The if,
0: if you've done everything that you needed to do, if, if you were not scamming them in any way, if you did everything they told you to and did it exactly as they said, and, and didn't pull any fast ones on them, and they had some problem on their end with their own processor, or even if this got rejected because they thought it was a romance scam or whatever, if if you did everything right on your end and they didn't bother you to inform you about this for seven days, I mean, for all you know, it went through. How are you supposed to know it didn't go through? How are you supposed to know they didn't get the money? I didn't know until so, I, I... So, so that's, that's the point. I, I
2: mean, listen, I, I, I think pull
0: all the tapes. I was, I was like, what the fuck are you
2: talking about? There? So, you so did, if you, you gave the right money
0: control mind. number and they didn't figure out that they couldn't actually get the money for seven days and you bet in the meantime... All you owe them back is the original deposit. That's all you owe them back. You owe you owe them nothing further than that. So so hopefully they will uh, get this right, and um, I look forward to the updates on this and hearing these tapes and, and all that. And I'll, you know we'll uh, continue to flesh this out here on on the flying stupidity forum. And uh, oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, it's, it's Ken Scaler. We're going we're gonna to put him on here. Your- All right, well, I'll let you go, brother. Okay. Man.
2: I'll, get a, I'll be in contact with you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to call them tomorrow. Like she told me, and I'll record the okay, and I'll you. Okay, very good bad guy.
0: Thank you. All right, man. All right. Someone asked in there, you know, wouldn't by my old logic that, uh, you know, if you're someone stealing, uh, don't you deserve to be stolen from? I'm, I'm not saying I feel like, as far as bad guy is concerned, I, it's not that I, I feel sorry for him. Like Like, oh, my God, he's such a good person. How could he have gotten ripped off? Um, I, I can see why people don't have sympathy for him. I'm not even saying I have sympathy for him. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, uh, let, let's find out the truth here. I mean, we, wouldn't it be nice to know the truth if, uh, if Bovada was scamming him or if he was scamming them? I think that's a, I think it's a very interesting situation. And I, I think regardless, just the truth should come out and the right thing should be done. That's, that's all, you know? So, uh, uh and people ask me, why don't I call Bovada customer service? I just mentioned before Bovada customer service is clueless. And uh, we're not going to get any meaningful answers from them on this belief. And not only that, they're not, allowed to, they're not allowed to discuss this with me on the phone. It was surprising, in fact, that I even got the OSGA guy to discuss it with me via email. But uh, they, they will not discuss it with me on the phone anyway. But even if, even if bad guy himself called in and gave out all his personal info uh, for his account right over the radio... And didn't care about that They still wouldn't tell us anything meaningful Because it's, you know, after midnight over there They don't exactly have their their A staff working at this time Okay, I'm gonna call Master Scalar. Let's call Master Scaler And see what's going on He's actually with Stephanie right now So we get uh, a one-two punch here tonight That's some comedy to this uh, this show That's uh, been more uh, Debate and discussion than comedy
2: Hello.
0: Yeah, hi. Oh, okay. Uh, is, Master, is Master Scalar with you?
2: No, but I wanted to talk to you. His mother's been calling me.
0: Oh well, we're on we're on the radio and... here. And what? We're on the radio here.
2: Okay. Do you want to hear what she's what she's what the problem
0: is? Uh, you know, I'll have to call you after the show. I, I don't want to broadcast this personal business here. Okay. I'll call. I, I thought you were. Because she's but... she's. I'll, I'll I'll call you after the show about this. I I thought you were calling with him. All right. No. Okay. All right. That wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. Um, even though Ken Scaler doesn't mind having a lot of his business out here, a lot of the crazy stuff he does and masturbating at Starbucks and all that, um, yeah, I I don't know what his mother said, and I think that's a type of thing I don't want to just put on the radio, because you know he is my friend. I, I'm sure you're all curious what his mother said, but uh, I I don't want to do that to poor Ken. All right. Um let me uh, move on to the next topic here. I think we're uh, getting kind of near the end of the show here. Oh. Um, I guess this is our, our last topic. I said we have two topics left. One of them is actually kind of a big topic. Even though I probably won't talk about it for that long. I'll save that for last. The second to last topic is a fight at the Commerce Casino. An actual physical fight broke out between two high-limit players at the Commerce Casino this week. Sean Chican, also known as the Sheik, fought with Viffer, David Pete, And apparently, Sean Chican got the upper hand. He uh, was seen punching and kicking Viffer as Viffer was on the floor at Commerce Casino. This happened this week. This wasn't just like a little slap fight. I mean, it... Uh, Obviously, can't go on too long because people break it up. Security breaks it up, or whatever. Uh, the funny thing is, I, I didn't hear what happened to them. I didn't hear if any guy, anybody, got kicked out or whatever. Uh, I have seen a, a few little fights break out during my times at Commerce, but I've never seen like a something to that degree. But that happened. Uh, people wondered what was the background. Now, now Sean Shikan is known to have uh, a bad temper, and uh, to you know be a hothead. He even broke uh, Mike Madisa's glasses on TV once, I think. But uh, listen to this. This is from this is a YouTube that was made by Viffer on uh, what date? Oh, I can't, I'm damn it, I should have saved it. I guess I can't play it. <laughs> he made these weird videos where he was off camera talking to to Sean Sheehan and like asking him questions about things. It, w- it was a really weird video. I didn't even listen to the whole thing. I was actually gonna like play it during the radio show and kinda hear it for the first time with the rest of you. But I should have saved it. It's gone. They took it down. Damn it. Huh. Now something that Sean Shikan has been known for is uh, he's kind of, I shouldn't say falsely, but I should say unfairly accused of being a pedophile. He was almost going to get deported, because he's not an American citizen, for having sex with a 17-year-old girl. Now you say, that sounds pretty bad to me, an older guy like that, to having sex with a 17-year-old. Well, the thing was, this was back in the 90s, when he was like early 20s. So I don't know how old he was, 23, 22, and had sex with a 17-year-old. I don't think it's a big deal. Many states that's legal. I think it's a big deal if someone my age has sex with a 17 year old. But if it's someone in his early 20s, I mean, it's pretty close. I, I don't really have a moral issue with that. Uh, as I said, many states it's actually legal. So um, I, I wouldn't call the guy a pedophile for that. Now, if he's having sex with 17 year olds today, then yes. But uh, back when he's in his early 20s, no. Many places that's legal, including Nevada, by the way. Nevada, you can have sex with 16 year olds no matter what age you are. So, um, he, he wasn't in Nevada when he did it. I don't know what, maybe it's California or something. California, I know it's a hard 18. California, the law is so crazy. You can be 18, you can, on your 18th birthday, have sex with your 17 year old girlfriend who's turning 18 tomorrow, and you've committed a crime. It's unbelievable. So, um, And someone just asked in the chat, you know, what if I had a daughter? How would I feel about that? Would I want my 17-year-old daughter having sex with a 22-year-old? Probably not. But uh, I'm talking about from the point of view of a neutral person, not of a father who just doesn't like thinking of anyone having sex with his daughter. Uh, Someone who's in his early 20s who's having sex with someone who's 17, who's, you know, fairly close to being legal anyway, and legal in many states, almost an adult anyway, uh they're they're close in age they have a lot in common i mean it's very easy to see that it's a big difference than than a someone who's been an adult for a long time like me having sex with a 17 year old that would be someone who is a you know an older man taking advantage of a of a of a young girl you could see where a guy who's 40 couldn't really be said to have anything in common with a 17 year old but um Someone said in chat. A 22-year-old that sleeps with a 17-year-old is nine out of ten times a loser. Huh? Well, maybe, but uh, you know, being a loser and being a pedophile are two different things. You know, a, a pedophile is someone that seeks out to take advantage of children. Uh, traditional pedophiles don't even go for teenagers; they go for really little children, like children under 13. Uh, those are the really bad pedophiles. And there's the the ones. It's actually a, a term called ephibophiles I think that's how it's pronounced. That uh, adults who have sex with teenagers. And I, that, that I think is much less of a big deal Than having sex with little kids Having sex with little kids is really sick um, Having sex with teenagers Is wrong but not as ne- Nearly as wrong You know, Having sex with a 15 year old and a 10 year old Is a world of difference But uh, a 17 year old When you're not that far from 17 yourself You're in the same age group you, you have things in common You look like you could be a legitimate couple Probably So that, that's what he did So I, I don't really hold that against him even if he, he technically committed a crime But he is known to be a hothead He is known to be kind of an asshole Of course Viffer is known Not really to be a hothead But someone who likes to start trouble and he's very outspoken So I have a feeling He said some things to really irritate uh, Sean Chican at the uh, Commerce Casino and, and probably Whatever was on those videos which I wish I watched In full I only watched a little bit of them Uh I think that uh, those videos and him publishing them probably had something to do with it too, but I, I don't know. It's kind of weird that the fight happened and there's these videos that that uh, one person in the fight had made of the other person. So, I don't know much more about that. I was, was going to play that segment and talk about it, but I guess it's gone. Maybe they'll get reposted at some point. Got to remember to just save these things instead of counting on these things to stay on YouTube. Alright let me move on to the last topic Then we'll shut this show down Still managed to be a uh, Almost three hour show I guess two and a half or so at this point Because we had some trouble getting going At the beginning as we frequently do But I'm happy the show has not crashed Once we got it going Um, Travis McCarr, Who is uh, Russ Hamilton's right hand man During the cheating days, it's not clear what Travis really did as far as enabling the UB cheating, but he definitely had some part in the whole mess. He came out about two years ago to my previous radio show as a result of a prank call I had made to Russ Hamilton using Travis's name. I didn't pretend to be Travis. I pretended to be Travis's lawyer. And Travis uh, called up because of that call and then just spilled a lot of the beans about what was going on at UB. Then uh, met with my then-partner Brian Mycon and gave him some info. I met with Travis at Mycon's house, and Travis actually played me some interesting tapes from the UB office. And uh, then Travis disappeared. People thought Travis was just going to blow it wide open. No, he disappeared. Stopped talking to anyone. There were rumors that maybe he got paid off to shut up. There were rumors that he only came out in the first place because he wanted someone to pay him off, because he was having legal issues unrelated to UB and probably needed to uh, be able to pay for a lawyer. So some people thought maybe he came out when he needed money to pay his unrelated legal bills, and that was the way he accomplished it. Maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But he did disappear, for sure, and stopped talking to anyone. Well, he reappeared on Twitter for the first time since 2011. And he posted some things that uh, before he had shared, but had redacted names. Now these were unredacted, and he posted some new things that were never seen before. Um, among other things, he posted a an email from a guy named Tard, Todd Bartelson, who was a UB programmer, dated September fifth, September eighth, two thousand five, actually, to Greg Pearson. Now Greg Pearson is someone who is there's a good chance Greg was involved in the UB cheating and he's never been named in any official report he, He's unlike Russ Hamilton who's hated everywhere Greg's name is very unknown other than the people who were closely following the UB scandal well this is a letter from Todd an email from Todd to Greg Greg, the reg file isn't a zip since Windows frowns on reg keys being passed by email there's no password, now if you don't understand that don't worry Now, I'm hoping Mansour has a zip utility. Have him extract the reg file to his desktop, double-click it, and say yes. Blah, 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 blah. That's like a technical explanation of what to instruct Mansour to do. Who's Mansour? Well, Mansour Matlubi, who is known to be a big investor in early UB, and just like Greg Pearson, is strongly suspected of having something to do with the cheating that went on there, but it's never been proven, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence against both of them. So this is the first time that Mansour is actually named in one of these emails. And this was, the attachment was gm.zip. Now what does gm stand for? Does not stand for gay male. It stands for General Motors. No, it stands for God Mode, almost surely. God Mode is, of course, the mode in the UB software that allows you to see the whole cards, which was what enabled all the cheating for all those years on UB. So this is a programmer at UB sending an email to Greg Pearson, who was the CEO of iOvation, the company that was providing, quote, security to UB, on how to give a file to allow Mansoor to run uh, the, in God mode. So that was one of the th- things that uh, Travis provided. He also provided a, a weird email, not directly about the cheating, but Greg Pearson to Travis saying... Can you get me Russ's AIM accounts and passwords? At least the password for his PokerChamp94 account. And of course he was PokerChamp94 because he won the World Series in 94. He pissed me off today. Time for a little payback. So I don't know what uh, Russ did to piss off Greg. This is also in '05. But in November of 05, uh, Greg wanted Travis to give him Russ's AIM accounts to give him payback. Also, uh, there were some emails from Greg Pearson, with the attachment divinebet.zip, which again, divinebet is a uh, you have to think like ultimate bet in god mode. Divine bet. Uh, he's also said some other things. Now, th- this is where it kind of gets weird. Weird for me, not really weird for the scandal. Travis has an existing relationship going back to 2011 with my former business partner Brian Mycon of Donk Down. Um, This is really a a hard thing for me to talk about. Because, um, you know, basically, MyCon and I, in order to keep the peace, because, you know, you guys have probably seen, we've we've had a lot of uh, fighting back and forth about various issues since I left the site. I won't go over them again, but we had a lot of problems back and forth that were obviously quite stressful for both of us and we decided it was in our best interest for both of us to uh, make peace with each other and and uh, you know be done with it all. so I don't trash him he doesn't trash me. The, all the agreements we made before are, are back in force and forth uh, and and we coexist. We're not really coexist, but we, we both exist and, and don't get in each other's way, is basically the way that uh, Mike Ann and I have been operating for quite some time. As you've seen, it's worked. We, we haven't been uh, at each other's throats, and that's better for both of us. Uh, well, he had the relationship with Travis McCarr only because I let him do it himself. When I say I let him, I mean one of us had to have a relationship with Travis to try to get the info out of him. And, uh, you know. It, He volunteered to do it. He and his wife just kind of took it upon themselves to do, and I I felt it was uh, redundant for me to do as well because I figured that me and him would always be friends and uh, I could always have access to whatever they get. I wasn't being lazy here. I mean, you guys know how much I did on that site, but, you know, this was something he kind of volunteered to do, and I said, all right, great, you know, do it. So he did. Uh, I I I don't want to make it sound like I was giving him permission to do it. He just did it, and I didn't have a problem with that, and I still don't. I think that's fine. Uh, The only problem is since we're not friends anymore... Now now that Travis has resurfaced two years later, I don't have any more access to whatever Travis gives him unless Micon wants to provide it. Uh, now d- to be fair here, I- I'm not going to pretend that anything I'm talking about or showing here on my site uh, didn't come from Micon or his site donked down because that's where it came from. That's what, Travis is giving only Micon the info. He, he only trusts Micon and he only wants to give to Micon. So he's giving it to Micon. Micon is releasing it in pieces. And, um, you know, th- that's where I'm getting it from, and that's where this info is coming from. It's coming from Travis to Donkdown, and then I'm seeing it on Donk Down and copying it over to this site. So that's what's going on. Uh, you know, MyCon says that's fine. He's not mad that I'm copying it, but, uh, you know, I will acknowledge that that's where I'm getting it. So uh, that's just a little disclaimer here, that this is where... Uh, a little of this was posted on Twitter, but a lot of this is from Donk Down, which is the site I was part of prior to... Leaving there and then starting PFA about six months later. So, anyway, um, going back to the Travis stuff, uh, posted on Donk Down were some. Uh, let me get to it here. Uh, some screenshots, some interesting screenshots of uh, some phone numbers. And. Uh, you know what I was gonna call should I call it this? Let's see if it's good. I was gonna call it early in the show. That's getting a little bit late, but I kinda wanna see if it's good. There's a phone number for Greg Pearson that was shown in Russ Hamilton's phone. There's like screenshots of uh, it's not really screenshots, shots of Russ Hamilton's old phone. Uh a screenshot of the phone number for Greg Pearson in the five oh three area code, which is Oregon. A screenshot of a international number labeled Z Z presumably stands for Zoltan Rosa the guy who appeared on 2 Plus 2 as Brainwashed Dodo who exposed a lot of stuff on UB and apparently extorted the uh, 80k or so from them uh, a, a 702 number for someone named Norm no not Norm from Cheers and no not even a guy apparently a a, a girl referred to as Norm who dated Rest Hamilton for a while and he bought expensive, expensive cars for her and some other various cell phone pictures. And then uh, what ended up being a mostly useless thing of uh, a, a log of the installation of God Mode, which appeared at first glance to be something interesting, but wasn't. And then a handwritten binder of UB accounts that uh, Haley Hints, who does a lot of good work with a lot of good journalism and exposing AP and UB, even long after most people stopped caring about it, uh, she able, she was able to find... Several more cheating accounts, thanks to those uh, handwritten accounts. There, uh, here are some of the names of the cheating accounts: uh, Beer to Go, Diam One Two Three, I Lend You, Go Gracie, Branson, Strake Hat Nineteen Eighty, Danis D A N A S, Tunica Dog, Vegas Run, Windsor Win, Town. These were all cheating accounts that uh, Russ Hamilton was controlling, according to Haley Hintz, and she claims that uh, a lot of these accounts were actually linked to names of people who Russ Hamilton was personally friends with, so presumably to help him cash out. So he he would cheat under these accounts, allegedly, and then uh, when he'd win the money, these would be in the names of actual friends of his that could easily cash out without arousing as much suspicion. Because if it was all Russ's accounts, then you know, maybe they'd wonder in there what's going on. If it's you know 10 different names cashing out, it just looks like 10 different players who won. So uh, these were additional cheating accounts that uh, that Haley found from the information that Travis has provided. So that, uh, you know, Haley's very good with these things. I know some people don't like her, but I, I've liked her all the time. I think she does great work, and uh, you know, I, I don't think she's out for personal gain with this, or trying to get famous off this. I mean, she. And if she does, if she makes a little bit of money off all this work she's done, all the digging she's done by writing a book, you know, more power to her. I mean, she's, she's put in a lot of time and effort on this already and, and has really gotten just about nothing out of it monetarily. She's released like 50 different blogs just to the public for free. She's done more research on this than anyone. Um, maybe Scott Bell, a.k.a. 11 Grover has done a lot of research too. I'll give him credit as well. But, uh, you know, they've those two don't like each other I wish they did But they, they've both done very good work To uh, expose UB So uh, Let me uh, so, so let me try to call this Greg Pearson number I, I, if, if he answers I don't know what I want to say I, I, I kind of wanted to make a more serious Call to him and I'm afraid at 10 o'clock at night He's not going to really go for it He's like your phone rings at 10 and you're not expecting a call, like you're just on guard immediately. It's the problem calling at ten o'clock. I, I don't, I don't like making prank calls to people who are immediately on guard. Like, like poker players fine because they stay up so late typically that uh, ten o'clock is nothing for them. But Greg Pearson, I was kind of hoping to catch him a little more off guard. But let's see if the phone number is even real. Let's see what we get. I don't want to like get emotionally prepared and think about what I'm gonna do on the call, just have the phone number be fake. I meant to call this off the air and check it. check it, but uh, the phone number's posted there. I can't even remove it because it's up on Dockdown anyway. So uh, let's call up and see what we get. I may not even talk. But uh, let's call up here. And if, if you know if we do reach him, please don't ruin this by calling him up and warning him in between the this week and next week. Because this guy very likely had to do with the UB cheating, so you're not doing him any favors. Hmm. Greg? Well, it's real. <laughs> there he is, Greg Pearson. Huh? What do I do? Do I save this till next week, or do I call him? Huh, 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 huh. All these years later, the number's still good. I don't know. People are saying in the chat to call him. I'm kind of afraid if I wait a week that uh, he'll get too many prank calls or whatever. Not even from this show, but just from people who uh, from people who uh, saw the postings on Donkdown and it would probably be copied over to Two Plus Two. I'm just afraid people are going to bother him, and he'll just be on guard by the time I call him next week. I got, I kind of yeah, I made a, s- a snap hang up, but I'm I'm thinking I probably should call him now. Because uh, I, I got to come up with a good premise here. I, I, if I just start off like I'm from Poker Fraudler, he's going to be on guard. Let's see if the chat room has any ideas. Which what should I say to Greg Pearson when we reach him? Um, should I? I mean, I could I could try to pretend I'm a news reporter, but then of course he'll be on guard and only say what sounds good. I could try to pretend to be something related to Russ Hamilton. Try the routine that I pulled on, uh, on Russ when I called pretending to be Travis's lawyer. could say I'm Russ's lawyer and that uh, he wants to come forward with everything. <laughs> Do a where are they now piece. <laughs> a where are they now piece would be kind of funny. Except it would be more of a joke call. I actually want to see if I can get info here and kind of spook him, you know? So to pretend to be Phil Helmuth lawyer. That's not a good idea, because I have a feeling Phil and him are still friends. Uh, I know they were good friends at one point. Phil may, may not even be aware of what Travis's involvement was. I mean, nobody knows for sure what Travis's involvement was, but... Uh, it looks pretty suspicious from everything that's been posted. From everything that I've seen from Eleven uh, Grover. From Haley Hintz. um, have to say it doesn't look very good for Greg. Maybe I should... I have to think he and Russ are probably not that good of terms right now. So maybe that's, maybe that's the way to go. Let's pretend to be Russ's lawyer. And uh, the problem is, why is Russ's lawyer calling at ten o'clock? That's why I wish I wish I didn't call at ten o'clock. See, someone said pretend to be Brad Booth's cousin. That that'll put him on guard because it's known that Brad Booth hates UB. Like he gets a call from someone that's known to be hostile or representing someone known to be hostile, he'll immediately clam up. You need to have someone who's like representing someone. I, I think Russ, Russ Hamilton's lawyer would be the best. Uh, Like a new lawyer of Russ Hamilton The problem is lawyers don't work at 10pm typically I could say I tried to call earlier And didn't reach him That Russ told me I could reach him at night I mean I'm just afraid if I leave this till next week That uh, this will be ruined by then Even if people who listen to this show Don't ruin it Someone's saying just call us myself I have a feeling if I call it myself, though, number one, he won't tell the truth. And, and number two, he'll just get off the phone with me. Say, I, I have nothing to say, I have no comments. And then I can't call him back. See, I, I think I can make like, one call to him. When, I can talk to him once, and then next time I, I call him, it, it's not going to work. I can't, I can't just keep pranking him every week. He'll be wise to it. So, Hmm so, Seriously serious I'd Pretend to be in Asia where it's 9am <laughs> yeah, Why would Russ Hamilton have a lawyer in Asia Or anybody having to do with it Have a lawyer in Asia You know I'll just call him up and uh, Say that I uh, rep- You know I think I'll use the Travis McCarr thing So that Russ is concerned that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll be Russ's lawyer and say that I'm concerned about what Travis has been posting and how this is going to affect both Russ and him. See what I get from him. Here we go. <laughs> Why do you will to answer now? Jeez.
2: Your call is forwarded of to
0: an Of course, isn't that how the show always works? Isn't this how the show always freaking works? We get him on the phone, I'm not ready, I hang up. I'm even careful not to say anything or do anything suspicious. I just hang up, and now he won't answer. I hope I hope no asshole like contacted him and said, "Watch out." Well, if if somebody did that, then uh, congratulations, you've just uh, helped a possible UB conspirator hide from from this. We'll try again. Maybe we'll try shortly before I end the show, which is going to be pretty soon anyway. That's why it's so hard here. And I, I, I have to admit, I forgot about this, the, the Greg Pearson phone number, until I looked at the details again. I thought I was just going to talk about Travis. I'm like, oh, crap, the stupid phone number. Forgot about the phone number. I meant to call it earlier in the show. Oopsie, oopsie, oopsie. Call somebody else here who wants to talk. Unrelated to this. Seriously serious, hello. What? Hello, Who's, who's calling me? This is uh, Zach from Quad Jacks. I decided to pay you not just fifteen hundred, but the entire three thousand.
4: It's about damn time.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, more than three thousand. I'm going to give you
4: one million dollars. <laughs> oh man! Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for making that call last last week and revealing some new information about the snake in the grass that uh, was very useful to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I who knew that. Uh you thought the whole time it was 1000 it was really 3000 so you're like uh you're like hey zach what about the difference there and he's like
4: you know it hurts man it 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 hurts more than simply you know having the thing sold after i left because that means that i was being i was being scammed when we were still friends
0: yeah that's the worst that that really is that's personal you know yeah that really is the worst it's like um, yeah, I, I don't want to in- introduce any kind of romantic element here and, and imply that there was any gay stuff going on in the house. I, I don't think there was, but. Um, maybe a I, little bit. Maybe a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like having a girlfriend and, like, you know, you found out she was cheating on you when the relationship sucked near the end. But then you find out later that when the relationship was, like, at a really good point, she was cheating on you too. You're like, yep. oh, man. Like, I could take her cheating on me when, when we hated each other, but when I thought everything was good, man. Like, that's, that's, uh, I, I can see that being something that would really bother you, not you know not even just the money, but that you thought you really had a friendship with the guy at the time, and uh even then you know he was trying to hustle you out of money, it appears so, right uh, i you
4: know, I wasn't planning on uh writing the whole blog and and you know shining a huge light on it. I was kind of thinking about it, but it wasn't it wasn't a solid plan. It was actually after that phone call, I was so mad and pissed off that I was like, you know what fuck it I'm just going to tell everybody what happened. Which I did, I think, the very next day.
0: Yeah, I think it's fine. And uh, I, I think it's good whenever somebody scams somebody else in, in the poker community. I, I think it's good to call them out just so people know not to deal with them in the future. Just so they know. Yeah. So it saves other victims. So it saves, you know, especially people who are good at uh, coming off as likable and trustworthy and, uh, and good guys. You know, you those people can draw others in who are trusting and then uh, get screwed, and if all it takes is a warning from, from one person about something, and it can really make people see everything differently. It's like, I remember I, I, had a, I have a friend who uh, runs a particular business, I, I won't go into detail, but uh, this person runs a particular business, and, and one of the competitors was filling up a review site on the internet with just total bogus reviews praising his own business. Just completely obvious fake reviews, five, five star, five star, five star, five star, five star, over and over. And he says, "Yeah, what it's a pretty I, common so, thing." So he says, "What do I do about this?" And I, so I, I went and took a look, and it was 100 percent certain that this place was, uh, was putting shill reviews in there. They had, like, almost all the reviews were shill reviews. So I said, "Here, give, give this to me." I took the computer and I typed in, "You know, gave it one star, 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 star." star attention. All reviews here are fake and then I've typed in all the reasons why they're fake and you know the different things that they were all similar and they, yeah. I, I I laid out my whole case there, hit enter and I said, There you go. That that'll kill this one review will kill all the shill reviews because now all of them are tainted. Now every five five star review is tainted because one bad review is telling everyone that the rest of them are fake. And that's all it takes is one making everyone scratch their head go, Hmm, okay. I see what's going on here. So that's that's all it takes. And, well, uh, if
4: you well, hold on. I mean, if, if you're talking about like Google reviews or Yelp or something like that, sometimes people don't actually read the reviews. They'll just look at the average star rating. You're right, so if right. If I, it's still I, like a four point eight or a four point nine, I, then, yeah, those still reviews are still yeah. Yeah, I understand, I understand
0: where they're serving some purpose, but but uh, but still, anyone I, who reads that
4: though will get yeah. blown away and say, "Whoa!" Yeah, what someone clear. yeah,
0: that's the point. Like once someone sees that. Then it just kills it doesn't matter if you have a hundred shield reviews in there it's just a, it, it ruins them all so similar, if there's one credible accusation against someone for for scamming it, it really can make the difference about whether they ever get trusted by people and well, yeah,
4: yeah, I mean that was part of my thinking too, you know because I wrote in there, be careful I'm, you know I warn people against doing business with this person, and I feel that if if one person gets saved or you know avoids getting taken in, then I would feel very good about that. Although I've been taking uh, – I've been receiving some criticism for the way this has been handled. I saw uh, the criticism – Some feathers have been ruffled.
0: Yeah, I saw some people were – on 2 Plus 2 were giving you a hard time, but there were a number of people on your corner actually. So yeah. I, there were definitely more people on your side, especially when the snake in the grass showed up, tried to discredit you, refused to answer any of the valid questions and, and really refused to discuss the main issues – and, uh, and then ran off. I mean, I, that was obvious to everybody with a brain what was going on there. Yeah. Well, I
4: did. I did some further analysis on what he posted, and I came to realize that I believe he was trying to negotiate. He was talking about that <laughs> uh, that article that he put on Quadjacks all about the viewbotting, and he mu- he must think that's terribly embarrassing for me, and that I that I lose sleep at night over it. And I, I think he was suggesting that, hey, you know, we can talk and maybe I'll take this article down and you take your article down and we'll call it a day. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and we'll just settle it like that. That's uh, so why I was saying, look, if you're not interested in paying, then I don't even want to talk to you, which, um, you know, I, I didn't get a response to that.
0: Now, by, by the way, someone's asking the chat, It's unrelated to, I think, the person who won the free roll tonight, uh, is asking, can I ship it to him on America's Card Room? The answer is no, because I have no money there. I don't have a. I have no account there even. So I, I, am not shipping any money on any poker rooms because I don't play online poker now. So I just, uh, I have no money on online poker sites, and uh, I will ship it to you on PayPal. If you don't have PayPal, I, I can send you a check, but I, I can't do it on America's Card Room or anything else unless you get someone else to send it to you there and I pay them back on PayPal or something. That's just uh... yes.
4: as the champion of the One Drop Poker Fraud Alert free roll, the big one. I, I can confirm that uh, I got direct payment to PayPal, straight to the bank, cash in envelope, done deal.
0: <laughs> and, and you know the the. Uh, by the way, just in case you don't get paid by me, I guarantee it's not because I'm rolling you or uh, or don't have the money. It's it's because I forgot. Sometimes like a, sometimes I'll get your PM about it, like on my phone, where I can't do anything about it, and then I'll say, "Oh, I'll get to this later," and then I forget. Like, or, or especially people who request checks, like if I'm not in a place to write a check when I receive the message, then I say, oh, I'll do this when I get back. And then I don't like, that's, that's what happens sometimes. So if I've forgotten you, don't be embarrassed to ask me again and remind me, uh, I'll definitely pay you. I, I really will pay everybody and, and, uh, want to pay everybody. So, uh, I think they trust you, other. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, so anyway, Zach's uh, Zach's
4: napping it out. He hasn't been back to the thread. He hasn't been active on Twitter. I, uh, you know, I think he's uh, expecting this to blow over, and he might be right. It probably will. I don't think people are going to uh, complain about this forever.
0: Yeah, it will die down, but uh, yeah, so can- I don't I expect
4: I expect no resolution to come by.
0: it, it, it can. It can uh, bump every so often. you know. The, the, it can remind people every so often. You, you can even bump it yourself, or you can get other people you know to bump it. I, I, I think that uh, it's good that this is out there, and especially the 3K and 1K thing. Otherwise, if, without that, even though I, I completely agree with you on everything you've stated about it, um, the thing about you did 90% of the work, and then he did 10%, and then sold it, and then didn't contact you. I mean, these are all shitty things, but they're not as just blatant and black and white as telling someone that they're working for half... You know, half whatever the sale is, telling them the sale is 1K when it's really 3K. I mean, that's just – you can't that's get around that. That's the rub that. right there. That, and, that is definitely it. <laughs> unless you can deny that conversation ever occurred, and since he didn't deny it and and, and seems afraid to deny it and just avoids it, I mean, that really looks, makes him look bad and really makes it look like everything you're saying is true. Well, so, listen, I'm
4: not going to go into too much detail here, but
0: – that can be corroborated. That's yeah. That's probably why he won't uh, deny it out there. And that's why, I don't even know that's why. why get caught in. yes. Yeah. that that's why that's why he ran away from it. Probably is because. Uh,
4: probably. I mean, I don't know. He could have just lied. He could have just said, uh, "I never said anything about one thousand. The deal is three thousand from the start." Because, I don't know. He probably wouldn't have gotten caught in a lie. The, the, uh, the party that that is aware of of these the circumstances probably doesn't want to talk about it. So.
0: Someone said I should call up uh, Greg Pearson and say that I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's yeah. that's, that's too bad that Greg didn't answer the phone. I, I guess I'll try him one more time here before show set the show down, and, uh, though it's now gotten to be 1020, which is even later. but uh...
4: While I'm here, Todd, I, uh, I was talking about this in the chat, uh, a story that I thought was interesting that I saw on 2 Plus 2 recently about some cheating at the Partouche Poker Tour. In oh, 2000. yeah. And some, some people are telling me, no, no, that's old news. Everybody knows about that. This is different. This isn't about the guy with the media pass that was looking over the shoulder of his of, uh, of his buddy's opponents and signaling to him what his opponents were holding. This is a different incident altogether where two players at a final table uh, were, were signaling their hole cards with uh, a quite elaborate system of hand signals. Like, you know, you touch the top of your head, it means you, uh, it signals an ace, your forehead... Uh, signals a king I think your eye signals a queen your nose is a jack and so forth somebody somebody paid so close attention to this that they decoded the whole system of signals and then just ran the tape of the whole tournament and you can just see them signaling King Jack King wow. King ace king
0: that, that's it's insane interesting. that's interesting that's, I see this up on two plus two'll I'll actually post this this is posted by kev math shout out to him this uh, kev math uh, I I have to him to thank for for uh, Number of people finding Poker Fraud Alert, and for a lot of people uh, reading some of the uh, some of the more important posts and articles I've written on my site, uh, because he has like twelve thousand Twitter followers and is very well respected, and uh, he retweets things that he thinks are notable that that I post. So I, I definitely love having uh, Kev Math do that, but he's the one who posted this up. But he found it through Twitter. He posted this on Two Plus Two, and I'll I'll post it up on my side. Definitely uh, interesting. I haven't watched it yet. I did uh, read about it, but I didn't get around to watching it. But you know, the Part 2, what a mess! I mean, we we had the cheating with 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 a media guy, with a guy at the final table, or playing heads up actually. We we had the uh, we had this, and then we had uh, the recent debacle of, of them not meeting their guarantee and then lying about it. Yeah, and taking it off of their website. Taking it off their website and the owner and, uh, saying I'm going to take my ball and go home. I'm ending the Partouche Poker Tour when people complained.
4: Well, didn't he didn't he do an announcement like on the final day of the tournament Yeah. basically was, you know saying screw you guys, you're all a bunch of jerks. Yeah, it was uh, and <laughs> it was funny. At, one point, at one point he
0: said uh you know, maybe the website said some things, maybe it said some other things like they so just like, just scouting like yeah, maybe the website said we had a guarantee, big deal. Like it, it was, it was unbelievable. And he, yeah, he was say, bragging about uh, how good he's been to poker and how good he's been to everyone, and that uh, the, he's closing the Partouche poker tour because of this. How, how dare people try to enforce the guarantee that they're coming to play for? So right. I mean, what a what a freaking mess! And someone posted in the two plus two thread. Uh, I don't know if this is true. I have worked in a Partouche casino, and collusion was usual in tournaments. Nothing was ever done, uh, even when the cheating was clear and reported by the dealers.
4: So preferential treatment was what I got from that uh that if it, if if French players were ever um suspected of cheating or were blatantly colluding then they would typically side with the um you know with with the French players rather than visiting tourists.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a disaster over there. So that's uh um there's
4: some people in there and I don't know this might be kind of offensive but there's people in there saying that in certain gaming communities that the French are very well known for having very little ethics when it comes to fair play and cheating and things like that
0: yeah particularly
4: bad. like in the starcraft community
0: <laughs> maybe yeah, it might be part of their culture I don't know yeah I don't know I've, i i you know I don't know much about starcraft actually I've never I've never much been much of a like a gamer like that i've i I played like like video games as a kid like like 8 old 80s video games i never got into like the real like multiplayer gaming i i played doom a little bit and things like that with other people but
4: i i played some i used to play um a warcraft mod called dota quite a bit and i don't like it i mean it was fun but i hate playing on teams especially if you don't have a group of friends that you can play with all the time and if you're uh meeting random people in these uh game servers because it's so frustrating when your teammates are idiots and lose games for you. And there's really nothing
0: you can do. It's extremely yeah, I, I frustrating. Felt that, I, felt, I felt that way too. I, I felt like, uh, yeah, I, I always kind of hated team play for that reason. I agree.
4: It also sucks to be that guy <laughs> yeah. who's the worst on your team. <laughs> Everyone screams at you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's true too. Yeah, I just never got into that stuff. I, I don't know what it is. Just It never had that much appeal to me. Like There's certain things that that, that have like instant appeal to me. I think, oh, this is so cool. And other things that have, like, no appeal. Like, I'll, t- I'll tell you some things, like, uh, or, or little appeal. Like, uh, poker, for example. Once I'd known about it, but once, like, I, I really, like, once I went and got Lee Jones's book and read about low and Hold'em and all that, I, I was so eager to go into a casino and play poker. Like, I was just very, very excited to do it.
4: Uh, um, I felt the same way after I picked up Small Stakes Hold'em.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, yeah you know, party lines back when i started calling those in the 80s i th- i thought that was so exciting to call up and talk to these random people on the phone that way like i, I really was into that uh, computer bulletin boards kind of the the precursor to the uh the, the current internet that that was another thing i was uh, when i heard about this from a kid that i met at camp i, I just immediately wanted to get a modem and, and and start doing it so like these there were certain things that appealed to me immediately and, and other things that uh just i hear and go ah oh, yeah i guess i can see why people like it but just not really something I really have much interest in doing
4: well, drop. I'm getting kind of old and I'm losing touch with what's hip and what's with it. But the kids tell me that, uh, the state of multiplayer gaming is getting worse and worse. You, you get on your Xbox and you, and you play the first person shooters and you've got 13 year olds cursing at you and screaming racial slurs. Yeah. And, uh, it's just an awful,
0: awful situation in this day and age. Yeah. Well, it's a, At least, at least when Benjamin gets to be 13, those will be the old guys.
4: Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll, be, he'll be dropping N-bombs on
0: Xbox Live, too. Yeah. Beeb92 is in chat. She said that we're both old.
4: I'm feeling old. I'm feeling old and disillusioned with popular culture and, and, and th- things that happen to old people and they get cranky.
0: Yeah. yeah, I, I already am the, uh, the cranky old guy. So, mm. uh, but yeah, but Actually, one good thing about the audience of this show, this is not really a young audience. There's a lot of people who listen to this show who are older than me, and a lot who are near my age. So I, I yeah, I, some I,
4: of them drive cabs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. There's a, and then there's a few who are old enough to be my father. So uh, so, so the good thing is that uh, the, the good thing is that uh, when when I talk about things on here from like back in the '80s and all that, like I, I don't sound ancient, because people go, oh yeah yeah yeah, I remember that, or they remember before that. So. Um bad guy. 20- I would like
4: I'd like to submit a brag uh, while I while I'm still here and announce that I want a pair of beats headphones at pokerstrategy.com for a contest they had for best poker song. I just stumbled upon this thread one day and saw that there was a contest for best poker song. I was like, huh. I uh I made a few poker songs. Maybe I can win this thing. Oh wow. <laughs> That's
0: it. That- I, that-
4: I, I I go into the thread and I was kind of being uh tongue in cheek dickish about it. I was like, ah. I made uh, about 17 poker songs. Some of them are pretty good. Should I just post them all here? <laughs> so, so which one won the contest? I don't know. Okay. I, I was just declared the winner. Some people are upset because I didn't even submit anything. I didn't uh, I didn't write a new song for the contest. But I don't care because I won the Beats headphones. So congratulations to me.
0: Yes. Someone's asking in the chat, how is my diet going? I, I committed, uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago. I think it was two now. Uh, that I was going to try to lose weight. I believe it is two weeks. And my goal was to get to 200 pounds by the time the World Series comes in late May. I was 230 when this diet started. I'm now around 225. The reason I have not bragged about this is because the uh, first five pounds can easily be water weight or can just nat- be naturally f- natural fluctuations. I actually have lost that by itself, not doing a damn thing. And then it, it comes right back. So, uh, the only time I was pissed at myself for it coming back was when I got really sick in 2010. Hardly ate for a while. And lost 10 pounds that actually stayed off for a few months. And then, I took it for granted and it, it came back over time. So, uh, if I ever get really sick again, I'm going to appreciate the weight I lose. I'm not going to let it go. I, I,
4: I, I'll be honest, I haven't been keeping up with that thread because it's mostly full of unsolicited weight loss advice and arguing over counting calories and yeah, things they're... that don't things that don't interest me at all. But I'm curious, have you been uh, have you been sticking with it? With uh, you know, cutting down on the sodas and all that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I have, and I you know, I have to say it makes me unhappy. I, like I, there are so many times a day I, I think about, boy, I really want to have some kind of like flavored drink. I, I want to have soda. I want to have an orange juice. I want to have a a, a Snapple, I really want to have something like that. I really, really want to, and then then I don't. I force myself to drink water. I feel very unhappy during the day when I hardly eat. I, I feel unhappy. But uh, how about juice? Like real juice? No, that's that's full of calories. That's what sucks. really. Yeah, that's what sucks. All these juices have so many calories. It's terrible. Like
4: even even the hundred percent juices do.
0: Yes, that's that's what's so bad. Is that. Uh, I, I believe me. I wish I could just drink those. I, I wish so I could. Sit, I mean, I, I could do without the eating as much. I, if I could just sit and drink this stuff all day, I'd, I'd be fine. But you can't. They, they have. So you
4: can't even. You can't even eat fruit
0: then. That's different. How is it different?
4: It's the same thing.
0: No, because it actually takes a number of those to make the juice. Oh okay. But uh, you know, like, uh, but uh, um, yeah, like like orange juice. Everyone thinks orange juice is so healthy. Well, it does have vitamin C. But it's got uh, more calories than Pepsi.
4: I'm seeing some helpful suggestions in the chat here. How about tea? Is tea
0: full of calories? I'm going to tell you about uh, a traumatic experience I had with tea. Oh, dear. In the year 1977. (laughs) (laughs) Because this will make me sound old to Beeb's 92, since I'm talking about the 70s. But uh, 1977, I was uh, swimming in the summer at a pool of, uh my, we didn't have a pool, but uh one of my mom's friends did. And we'd go over in the summer and I would, uh, my mom would hang out with her friend and uh, I would swim in the pool and their kids would swim. And um I got hot swimming. It was a hot day. Get out of the pool. I see apple juice, which I really loved at the time when I was five years old. So I grabbed the cup of apple juice and take a big chug of it. It wasn't apple juice.
4: <laughs> it was piss. No, I'm just kidding. It was,
0: no, it was tea. It was it was iced tea, Oh, okay. And I spit it out, and it was so traumatizing. And every time, every time I've tried to drink tea since then, iced tea or otherwise, it just brings me back to that moment, and I, I just feel it's disgusting. Really? Yeah.
4: I mean, I, I understand. You know, things can be gross when I don't know. Say that. Uh, say that you eat something that you expect to be hot, and it turns out to be cold, or yeah. something you expect to be savory, and it turns out to be sweet, or vice versa. That can be very unsettling, but. The difference between apple juice and iced tea is really not you know it wouldn't be that unsettling of a surprise, I would think,
0: yeah, no, blue Father's suggesting a chat, maybe it really was piss. <laughs> maybe that was the problem, but uh, no I, I just it, it was like traumatizing to me, and I just can't get that out of my head every time I try to drink tea. it just uh, it just is gross to me and I, it just immediately pops back up in uh... it, it
4: sounds like operant conditioning, like that experiment they did with the kid and the white mouse.
0: Yeah, maybe. I, it's,
4: I don't know. If, I don't know if all the listeners are familiar with that. There's a kid with a uh, that they, they they would let him play with little white mouse. Kids like five years old, and uh, then sometimes they would come in and ring a really loud bell at any time the mouse got near him, and that uh, that traumatized the kid. He associated the color white with uh, with fear, and so as the kid grew up and even well into adulthood, he hated. Uh, you know, he hated white cotton, and he you know he didn't wear white T-shirts or anything that wasn't like that. That was very
0: nice to do, that young kid.
4: No, it, that actually, it's controversial in terms of uh, scientific ethics. Now, people don't uh, you know do experiments yeah, like that anymore. That. So at least not mean, in this country. I don't
0: think I'll be volunteering Benjamin for things like that. No, but, little uh, Billy,
4: I believe the kid's name was.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, Benjamin was really angry about something. I don't know if people could hear it during the show, but boy, boy, he was pissed off earlier when I was doing the show, thinking maybe maybe he was angry that uh I was okay with p l o l rolling stars maybe that's what he was pissed off about but uh let me try one more call to uh Greg Pierce. It's, it's so hard to make the call at ten thirty I don't know if I can do this i mean i can I, don't know if I think my me. Asia
4: suggestion was pretty was pretty strong
0: I, it would be except why would it someone from Asia be uh making this call but by the way, people who were wondering like about certain topics about the uh so topic, I already talked about that. About the, uh, the, the topic of that big thread we currently have on our site regarding that staking situation with the user here. I already talked, I mean, I talked about these things. I, the, these things have all been discussed. The good news is you can hear me discuss these things again and again and again if you go to the archives, which will be up in a few hours after the show. And you can listen to your heart's content on iTunes, on Stitcher, from our own site, Um, Blue Father asking in chat, do I let Ben play online? If he means play poker, I don't even let myself play online anymore. Um, but Ben does, he does like using the iPad. That he does. Uh, he doesn't really go online. But, uh, it's funny how he's actually learned how to do more on the iPad than I would expect at his age. But, uh. Anyway, let me, I guess I'm going to try to call Greg Pearson back and just claim that uh, Russ told me to call this late. What else am I going to say? It's urgent. And by the way, Ben does not have his own Twitter account, and he's not going to till he's old enough to make one himself.
4: Russ is very, very concerned about this situation. It needs to be settled immediately. Yeah.
0: And, and nobody, it, someone's asking me why no online poker. I, I, I just don't like the whole situation now. It's too damn hard to cash out. Uh, you know, it, it it gets to be the point that Number one, it's hard to get money on there. Number two, like you get to the point of if you lose, you've lost real money. If you win, you don't know if you're going to get it. So if you won, you don't even know if you've really won. It's just it's just too hard. To, and, and it's not like... If there were great games going that were high enough stakes where I could make a whole lot of money, maybe I'd take the chance. But the reward isn't even that great. I am just spending a lot of time to grind something like 1020 Hold'em and yeah, I could make money over time, but uh, maybe I won't get it. Maybe it's going to be a pain in the ass. Maybe it'll take a freaking eternity to get. I just decided I'm going to play live instead. Even though I'm can- sure
4: you could do an EV calculation if you estimated your actual chances of getting your money off, say 80 or 90%, and determined that uh, depending on your win rate, it might be a break even or a losing proposition.
0: It could be that. It's just also just the psychological aspect and just the what time do I want to put into this. Fortunately, I, I saved what I won over the years when poker was a lot better, so I'm not in the desperate situation of, like, I'm broke and now I've got to find some way to make money. Like, I, I can just sit and do nothing for a while. That's that's just what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing nothing. I, I've actually played, I, I played some very long live sessions just last week in Vegas, but uh, and, and then, you know, I've been going to commerce occasionally, so... Uh, I'm I'm playing live now, but I'm by no means a regular live player, and I never will be. And uh, I I just hope one day in the not-so-distant future, I know it won't be the near future, but the not-so-distant future, I can play legalized online poker in the United States. And I think the games will be better by then when that occurs, and uh, then I can resume what I was doing before. But, you know, if that doesn't happen for a number of years, at least I... I have the role to to sit and wait for it to happen. And I'm uh, thankful for that. Um, Let me uh, try to call... I'm just going to try to call Greg. What the hell? He uh, doesn't like the time of calling him well. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message. That's not good. He actually turned off his phone.
4: I think he might be tipped off, Todd. Yeah, it, it, went,
0: it went from answering Greg to four-ring voicemail to first-ring voicemail. This is getting worse. Like, I bet tomorrow the phone will just be gone. Maybe he's a fan of the show. He's been listening the whole time.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's maybe. probably upset when when he got interrupted. He, somebody was calling him on the phone. He's trying to listen to Poker Fraudler.
0: <laughs> he's like, Ah, I know that Alvin, Alvin. Alvin's not going to get me. I know very well about Alvin Finkelstein. He got Sirel Mizzy. He's not getting me. Mm. That would be funny if he listens. You never know who listens. I mean, uh, um, every year I seem to get a different surprise of who listens. And uh, it's a pleasant surprise when I find out someone listens that I didn't expect. Oh, you know, someone who listens, by the way, and I'm very happy to have as a listener, but apparently is banned from this site somehow is Adam Schwartz of the 2 Plus 2 podcast.
4: Oh, I saw that. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, he
0: said, I tried to get through the site and I'm IP banned. I'm like, oh man, I, I didn't. I mean, I must have banned someone else. You kind of
4: loose on your IP ranges there. I, I must
0: you know, have, because I, I I definitely wouldn't have banned him on purpose. So, um, Adam, just email me, dandruff at com with your IP address and I'll make sure you can get through. That I did not mean to ban you. But uh, I appreciate you listening. And uh, I, I just think it's kind of interesting that the one of the guys who does the 2 plus 2 poker cast listens to this show and enjoys it when uh, Mason really doesn't think very highly of me but uh, you know I'm glad to have these guys listening or at least one of them and uh, I know they've said and written some positive things about uh, this show and the preview show I was part of and I always like that let's, let's see the chat room here we're about done with the show here. Druff, are you going to stake Ben when he's of age? You know, um, I wouldn't mind so much if, if Ben tries to play poker when he's of age. I wouldn't want him to become like a 21-year-old pro. I just don't think that's very healthy. I, I know some people manage it, but I just I'm just... I've always felt that you need to be a little bit older to handle it. I know there's some young people who do, who handle it fine, but a lot of them don't. So I'd really want him to like, get a real career going, and then when he's over 30, if he wants to be a pro poker player, then fine. So but if he's 28
4: I, and he, he wants to do it, you're just going to tell him no?
0: Eh, I don't think I'll have much to say at that point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, uh, the, the, I wouldn't mind him playing occasionally, playing recreationally or whatever. Like, I think it'd be cool if both me and him were in the same World Series event. But uh I, I don't know if his mom will like that. I don't know if she if she would want him to I mean she's fine with me being a poker player, but I do not I d I don't I don't know if she wants Ben to uh follow in those footsteps. But we'll see. It's a long way away. Uh when Ben is able to play the World Series of Poker, I will be sixty. So Damn. That's, that's a long way away, in fact, uh the sad thing is, I can actually play the seniors event. Nine years from now. But uh, that's wait, only wait. What's the minimum age? Fifty. It's fifty. It's only because they they made it fifty because they want to get a whole lot of entrance. I, I don't consider fifty a senior.
4: They don't let uh, they don't let younger people enter the seniors event, do they? No, like it's, they, you know you're the way they let to... the men enter the ladies event. No,
0: because you're allowed to discriminate with age against young people. Because the theory is that young people will get to be old eventually, but old people can't be young again. So you're allowed to say only this age and up can, can play this.
4: I, I think the theory is that old people vote, and they don't mind age <laughs> discrimination.
0: You know, one of the guys who uh, finished second in the seniors event a number of years ago just tortured me at the Limit Hold'em shootout last year. I guess in 2011, not last year, but he tortured me and, and won my table on the second day, and then went on to finish second in the entire event. This wasn't even a good player; he just was like a super luck box. So he also finished second in the uh, seniors' event. I really wish I could play the women's event. Like I don't wish like I could like be one of the guys who just plays and drag or whatever, or, or, or forces his way into the event. But I wish like I wish I was allowed to play it. I wish I could be like a female, like actually take over a female's body for a day to play in that event.
4: Well, I mean, that can kind of be arranged.
0: Uh, I mean, wait. You... If you really, really want to play in it, well, no. I mean, you could you could try. If you're really
4: dedicated to being a
0: woman, I don't know. I I I don't think I'd be a very convincing woman no matter what.
4: Well, you know, there's uh there's hormone therapies and such available. I, I just too. think I
0: I think that even just my height by itself would be a killer. I think that would. I think that would just be the first thing. It would, it would just kill me. I don't think you know. Some people could could pull off being a convincing woman. I don't think I could. Especially as you get older, I think it gets harder and harder to be like a convincing tranny.
4: You remember when Phil Lock wore that costume at the main event, where he looked like an old guy?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I I think they might have changed the rule for that, but it would be possible for someone to be a very convincing woman to uh to enter that event and not get caught or discovered by, by the fellow players. Well, as long as
0: they didn't talk.
4: Right. Yeah, you could covertly <laughs> infiltrate the ladies' event. <laughs> and maybe the only way you would get caught is if your chip counts get updated by Poker News yeah, or something and they see I, that your name I, is Roger.
0: I, I It's very hard for a guy to actually, in person, be a convincing woman. Like, you, you can do it for pictures, maybe, but, like like... In person, even if you don't talk, it's very hard to not be seen for what you are, that you're really a man. Uh, now, maybe in that event, you do have one edge in that a lot of the women who play it are really ugly. So maybe you could pass for, like, a really ugly woman. Maybe those things, like, you're so, like a lesbian. Like but Someone said on 2 Plus 2 that uh, PLOL looks like a lesbian. In fact, he mentioned that. So may- maybe he could pull it off. He could He could just be a lesbian.
4: And they're really they're really going after him for his appearance. I don't see well I don't I'm, see I'm, what I'm, looks so bad about him. I'm
0: going I'm going to say something uh that he'll be happy to hear. And that is I showed P.L.O.L.'s picture to my girlfriend who while she is not attracted to younger guys and I, she's not just saying this for my benefit, she really just isn't into young guys. Uh she said that that she thought he was cute. That uh she says, like, you know, I, not like someone I'd want to be with because he's so much younger, but, uh, but you know, as far as, like, a young guy goes, I, I think he's cute. She said about PLOL. So my girlfriend actually uh, thinks PLOL is attractive. Could you uh, could you show her some pictures
4: of me and uh, get an opinion for me?
0: I, you know, I only have one picture
4: of you, I think.
0: And it was it like that the...
4: terrible camera phone picture?
0: It was it was yeah playing or the yeah. interview or something with actually I think I have two like you interview with some girls after that like fake final table thing and also you play oh yeah 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 I think that's I think those are the only pictures I have of you uh, and I, all I know is like that you're like you're in your twenties and and skinny yep and uh, I and I kind of remember those pictures I, I think I'd recognize you if I saw you around but I maybe not instantly. I'm a very handsome man, Todd. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'm dashing. I'll keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you can do Maybe you can try to get in the, the women's event.
4: I you know, I mean, I could be doable. I've never tried that, but... Uh, I think
0: you'd have a better... Well, how, how tall are you? I,
4: I might be able to pull that. I'm six foot zero.
0: Honestly, that's going to be tough, too. It's...
4: Yeah, it's a little too tall.
0: I didn't know if you are that tall, yeah. So once you're, once you're that tall, you stick out. Like, even a a, a woman who's, who's... A legitimate woman who's six foot, like when she walks around and gets stared at uh, because she's so tall. So uh, I, I think you'd be able to pull the thing off better than me, but uh, the, the height might be a killer.
4: I don't see why height is such a big deal. I feel awful for the really short guys who apparently women are just not attracted to. and I, I definitely don't understand why tall women are somehow undesirable.
0: I don't think they're undesirable. I'm saying that, that, that uh, if you're trying to pass a, lot, well, a woman. A lot that, of people that's...
4: feel that they are. A lot of people don't like dating tall women.
0: I it's because I think a lot of them are guys who are shorter that just it just feels weird to them. And I, I, I can't describe whether it would or wouldn't because being six two I really never run into women who are taller than me. But uh um I, I think that's what it has to do with. Not not so much uh they find them unattractive. I, I I've known some guys who really don't like tall women, but I, I've also known other guys who really, really like tall women. Yeah. So it's uh it's, it's a mixture there and uh, but i'm saying as far as if you're trying to pass as a woman when you're a man i think that's already a, something that makes people think oh i wonder if that's a man when the prison's really tall that's like where, where if you're not if you're five foot six then that won't jump out as easily and uh um let's see i i don't know if we have uh, have much more here I, I hope nobody tipped off greg pearson that'd be very sad very very sad. I, I, I should have put more thought into that. Sometimes I, sometimes I I, I have things that could be really good and I just uh, I don't implement them right.
4: I think you I, I think you kind of blew it when you did the first call and the snap hang up.
0: But I mean, how how bad is that to just get one call and a quick hang up? I mean, doesn't that happen to you sometimes? Just someone no. calls and you hang up? Not not really. Um, really, it happens to me. Like I'll answer it, and it's just someone hangs up and that's it. You know, like. That, that,
4: that's like ding-dong ditch. It, uh, I no. feel like I just got pranked when that happens.
0: No, it's not not anywhere near as bad as that. Well, when,
4: when I was a kid and, and I used to think, you know, try and prank call, you know, ice cream stores and things like that, sometimes I would chicken out and just hang up and laugh. <laughs> Kids do that.
0: You, you know, um, sometimes what I would do in the past when I was – when I tried to – I'd call someone, but I didn't want them to – even if they didn't like, if they didn't know my voice, but for some, like I didn't want them to think that there's anything fishy going on, but I want to see if they answer the phone. I I don't want anything suspected. Then I have to make like a fake wrong number, and what I usually do is like a fake Mexican voice, and then I ask for for Rosa or Ho- or Jose or something, and then uh, when they say they're not there, I say sorry, so they don't think there's something wrong.
4: Yeah, that's that's a far better. Maybe point. I should have
0: asked the maybe Chico Loco should have called uh, Greg. Yeah,
4: yeah, no suspicions get aroused. Well. Chico Loco wouldn't fly because he's clearly a fan of the show.
0: <laughs> hey, can I speak to Rosa, please? Eh? What number I reach here? Oh, I got the wrong number. I'm sorry. Something like that. Just Instead of just a hang-up.
4: Yeah. For for a guy that's uh, lived in California. Yeah. I'm not impressed with your Mexican accent.
0: You know... I used to do it better when I called party lines and had a lot of Mexicans on there. I I fooled them. They believed I was... They believed I was one of them. Anyway, um... It is 10.50 at night. I didn't expect the show to be this long, but... What the hell? I'm not going to call Greg again. I'll try next week. And... uh, I know people want a Chico Logan call to end the show, but... I just can't do it, especially after Local uh, was just criticized. But serious is serious here. Anyway, people, thank you for listening. Even though we don't have a real co-host this week, we had uh, Pokerati Dan some of the time, serious is serious at the end. The rest of the time, it was just me ranting. And uh, an ensemble cast. An ensemble cast. Even bad guy twenty three in a surprisingly calm mood. We will be back again next Tuesday. A lot of people say, hey, I, I don't know, when is radio? I know we jumped around for a while, but it's uh, it's been on Tuesday most weeks recently. I know last week it wasn't, but for the most part, it will be Tuesday, 7 o'clock Pacific Time, with a free roll of around $50, sometimes a little bit more, occasionally a little bit, a little, a little bit less, but we will have a free roll. We will have the shows. What about Brandon? I hope we'll have him. What if we don't have him? Then I will have to think about the future of this show. But I'm not going to shut it down completely. The show will continue existing. It must go on. It'll continue existing in some form. I just don't know if it'll be weekly and for hours like it is now if there's no regular co-host. But we'll see. Maybe Brandon will come back. And if he doesn't, maybe we'll get another co-host. But I have so much to say every week. I I just can't go... Without talking for too long. So that's why the show will continue. Thank you for listening, everybody. Seriously, would you like to do the honors? Shalom, Brudge!